We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's group therapy. It has been quite some time since we got together in a sad fashion and needed to talk. However, after a slow progression leading to this seemingly inevitable outcome, the Dallas Mavericks have all but lost Jalen Brunson to the New York Knicks. The Knicks plan to sign him to a four-year deal in excess of $25 million per season, basically $100 million. So it's like a, probably a deal that starts at 25 with max raises, so he'll make like four for 110 over the course of the deal, something like that. Um, and here we are. Tim Cato just finished uh, publishing within the last half hour a story that uh, – According to the people that he talked with, the Mavericks have known for quite some time that Brunson was likely to do this, meaning weeks, so not days. And they're, they've been attempting to put contingency plans in place. I'm very curious as to what all that means. They let the traded player exception expire yesterday. So if they knew and they let that happen, Perhaps they couldn't absorb anyone in the deal. It had been widely reported prior to that traded player exception expiring that the Mavericks didn't really have an interest in filling a player with that slot due to the tax implications. But if they didn't think Brunson was resigning, why wouldn't they be interested in using the the traded player exception? There's some things that are crisscrossing here that I don't entirely understand. I'm sure we will find out, or maybe we never will find out what's going on in the, the coming weeks and days. Um, bottom line is I think the Mavericks uh, had had an ability to match, and I think they have a, an actual walkaway price. Um, paying Jalen Brunson in excess of, let's just say, $28 million a year, $30 million a year, I think the max he can actually make is like $30.9 million for the first year of the deal. 
um, may simply be too rich to swallow. We've had extensive debates over at MavsMoneyBall.com about what this means with CBA Mavs writing in favor of the uh, you know paying Brunson whatever it takes because the Mavericks don't have a means to replace him to Xavier writing, or as I'm going to start calling him, Xavier, uh, Xavier Santos. Um, he, does, he, he makes fun of how I pronounce his name. Xavier Santos, my man. Everybody loves Xavier. Um, Xavier's basically made the argument of, like, if you sign Brunson, then you're kind of capping the team. And interestingly enough, I had a, a discussion with uh, Stats Bombs and the mid-range theory author, Seth Partnow today about how he, he tends to agree with that take that, that signing Brunson puts a cap, you know, the Mavericks would have, it's not necessarily about Brunson, but how the Mavericks would have a, just a lot of bad contracts. Uh, and if you have bad contracts, so meaning Tim Hardaway, meaning Davis Bertans, and then you have not great ones. So a Jalen Brunson one, even though he's, he's pretty productive, you're just sort of putting a cap on your ceiling in order to get better players. You end up having to send out draft capital. Um, it's it's really something because you know like Josh correctly points out in the chat uh, capping the team as opposed to just digging a bottomless hole. I, I I don't like at the moment I don't see a a path forward. But I am also not a GM. Um, the Mavericks are in the luxury tax. They are very limited in what they can do. Uh, there is a very limited uh, number of taxpayer mid level exception players that are available. Um, when you see somebody, the Wolves just re-signed someone to um, Torian Prince, I think, to a two-year, $16 million deal. It's like when guys like that are making that kind of money, it's like who's really going to be available to play for the Mavericks? Like, like this is 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 it's pretty, pretty frustrating at the moment. Now, I'm not going to do the normal doom and gloom, scream into the void thing that I've done for years because I don't necessarily think it's productive at the moment. If we get through free agency – and things are still pretty bleak, then maybe we can kind of revisit that. I, I do think the the Luca stands among us are are correct in the position of if you have Luca, that's sort of you know that that establishes a solid baseline with the team. But you know, it just it says something and it worries me. Um, Luca kicks off the, the his his five year ex, uh, uh, extension this year, which is really a four year extension because the last year's a player option which really means the Mavericks have three seasons to get to, and really like two and a half seasons until there's going to be like noise and rumors that just start happening. That's the way the NBA works. It is, is happened and it has happened and will happen again. So the Mavericks have a limited runway in which to figure something out and maybe we'll see what they can do. Okay, guys, we've got a ton of speaker requests. Uh, that's what happens when I run my mouth for so long. So, you guys know the drill. Let's uh, come up on stage here, be listening for your name. Uh, if you've not come up here before and you want to talk, like, like please come up. Like, I want to hear from people who haven't been in here as often. Um, coming up first, I see Alex. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Try hitting that unmute button one more time when you're on the main page. Let me know if you, if you need any help there. Otherwise, we'll invite you back up in a second if you can't find the mute button because sometimes it takes and sometimes there's a little bit of glitch. Okay, we will bring you back up here in a second. Um, we're going to go to my guy, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, what's up? Hey, so I am trying – I'm going to try to channel my inner Dalton Trigg and be positive. Um, if you had told me eight months ago that the Mavericks 
were losing Jalen Brunson, but we were getting Jaden Hardy for the offseason, um, I would have thought, oh, wow, that was a successful move. Um, because really? We Why? Made a co- uh, because I was really high on Hardy before the G. Oh. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, he kind of had the year from hell in the G League. So uh, that and then Brunson also just wasn't considered this good. Um, That's true. And so and we hadn't made a Western Conference finals. We had, you know, there were there were a lot of information has changed in those eight months. Um, I do think he was north. Like, like just so we're clear and everyone understands my position. I think we were north. Like the, the Brunson was never going to sign an extension. And I think this notion that oh he's disrespected by them not offering an extension. I, he was worth more than the extension within the first twenty games of the season. It was very clear in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I just I, I think that the I think that's revisionist history that he was going to sign the extension because I just I just don't yeah I don't either. I think it's a leverage I think it's a leverage point that that they're using as an excuse to say this is why he's mad when his father wants him to go to New York and that's that yeah and he works for I mean you know like there's just so many other different things pushing that way yeah. I just like. I just don't think that there was ever a realistic option for him staying. Um, well, so well, I mean, uh, for him signing that I mean, contract. If you offer him I the say? max, max. If you offer him yeah. the max, I think he's staying. Yeah, and I, I don't. Part of me thinks that we should have offered him the max, or at least offer him the same deal that the the Knicks do, but also add in that fifth year. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. It's Jalen Brunson. It's not a superstar <laughs> that we're losing. And I think sometimes uh, because we've been so starved for a second star, I think maybe we've overrated Brunson a little bit. Because um, like I a fully a, go ahead, uh, like a fully realized Jalen Brunson is not a superstar. He, you know, he doesn't unless he suddenly starts shooting seven threes a game. Right. I can see he's that. not. He's not a superstar. You know, he, he's a good player. He might be your third best player on a championship team. He's not the second best player, even at his peak. Um, and then I'm trying to, again, trying to look at positives, you know, with Tim coming back, that's basically a, like a free agent signing. With Wood, you know, we did do a trade there with Wood. Um, I don't think Hardy is going to be here this year, but like fully realized Hardy, like what people thought he could be coming out of high school. Um, that is a second star next to, uh, Luca. If he could ever get close to that. Now I, I, there are some severe doubts now about whether he can get there, but someone who could create his own shot, could play a little bit of defense, could do a little bit of passing and was an elite off ball shooter. That's perfect next to Luca. If that happens. Sure. No, the, the problem is, does it happen? Well, I, I your, your kids are also pissed that, that Jalen Brunson <laughs> is are. leading the Mavs. I, I feel for them. Yeah. Well, you got anything else before we, we head out? No, I'll let other people talk, but I'm just I'm trying to channel my inner positivity at this moment. I'll, I, I'll be I sad after that. free agency. I appreciate All right. that. All right, we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, I will say that I think that like, there's, there's a little bit of a symbiotic relationship here where Brunson might not be like this kind of max player, but the way he worked with the Mavericks made him more valuable to the Mavericks than I think he will be to the Knicks on his own. 
I don't, you know, from a money perspective, if you can't, you know, if the Mavericks don't want to match the money and Jeff Brunson can't realistically walk away from like one tenth of a billion dollars, um, I don't, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I don't see him working out to the level that he did because like that Knicks offense is not structured to maximize Brunson. He had all sorts of space whenever he was utilizing, you know, whenever he was the guy with the Maverick. Games, he had like a 35% usage rate. Like that's not happening in New York. I mean, maybe he'll learn and take some more off-ball threes, but I just don't see it. Like you're playing for, he's playing for Thibs and his dad. Anyways, I'm I'm rambling here. Um, all right, let's see who is next. Um, hey Seth, um, Seth Partner, who I mentioned, is hanging out in the chat like a uh, a good friend will. Ruben, how you doing, buddy? Ruben, what's up? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm like. I'm not Seth. I didn't know if you meant to bring Seth up or not. No, no, but, no. Um, he didn't ask the request. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, no. Um, just a couple things. Um, I. You can't be mad at Jalen at all. I hope nobody's mad at him for making this move. Nope. If, I'm not. If I was a second, yeah. If I was a second round draft pick, I would. I know that situation might not be as perfect uh, as I am in now. But if if they're offering me what I feel like I can be, I'm going, you know, I'm going to get that 30 mil or close to it. So uh, for, you know, for the people that I've seen some crazy comments on Twitter, just trashing them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But I feel like um, um, what you were saying, he worked for what the Mavs did. And that can't that kind of Luca gave him a boost and I, I feel like the fan base and everybody watching kind of boosted them up like we do pal and um, Maxi like we did. And we found out, Hey, they're not really, you know, on another team, they're not starting, you know, like you, I, I think you said that a million times, um, but he was good for what he did. But the, the fact that I keep hearing that, Oh, we got to sign them. We got to sign them. We uh, were, you know, above the cap, we're in a tax, whatever. I could have sworn, I feel like it's a twilight zone. When KP got here, he was hurt. He didn't even play. Right. And, we, and people were saying the exact same thing. Oh, what, we got to give him 30 mil, 40 mil. And, oh, just for the asset. And I keep hearing asset, asset, asset. Yeah, at the time, say we – and we've seen this before. We give him the money. We get as far as we can in the playoffs. And then what does that asset become? A tarnished asset. We're kind of just like, oh, shit, nobody wants KP at this time. Oh, shit, JB on a $30 million a year contract. That's not a good asset when it when it boils down to what, what um, I forgot the other guy that just went off. He's not, I, he's not a second superstar. He just worked good for what we did. And what we did didn't get us out the finals. I'm I'm sorry. Um, a a six one point guard, you know, if he reaches his full potential, I hope he. I'm I'm not sure if he's gonna touch a Dame Lillard type, you know, trajectory. But a six one point guard making thirty million dollars, eight million dollars less than your than Luca. It's no way Jalen Brunson is eight million dollars less than Luca. It's like a, it's, well, it's a big gap. I'm sorry. The, it would be different if the Mavericks had other deeper pieces. Like the Warriors can afford to go spend $350 million on their roster, whatever the heck it was, because their arena prints money and the Warriors print money. Whereas the Mavericks have been 
comically mismanaged up for for a significant portion of the post championship era. You know, right. like like right. and, and, and honestly, I, I talked about this with with Seth today. The yeah, Mavericks also have have really gotten lucky with the things they didn't do. Right. I mean, <laughs> like look at. 20s, like, my Facebook is always so dark this time of year where I get these Facebook memories where it's like, Mike Conley and Hassan Whiteside. Oh, my gosh. Like, we're talking doomsday time. So it's, like, the the Mavericks seem to fail up a hell of a lot. And And this is (laughs) maybe that's what happened. Maybe Nico was like, well, you guys did this before. Say, and I, 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 uh, what you say, uh, I think either you or Isaac said it. I felt like, or Nick said it. I feel like Nico had a cap where he was going to stop. Mark Cuban. We got it's Mark. Like, I'm sorry. This whole, like, Nico's got in control. Everyone. I I hope it was Mark. (laughs) I hope it was Mark that said, no, I'm not doing this again. I did this with KP. We thought we could get over the mountaintop, and we couldn't. And then we end up having to sit with him and build his stock back up. And we would have had to do the same thing with JB on a 30 to Close I'm not. I'm not I mean, I don't know if I agree there. Okay. It's, okay. It's a. It, but it's a. It's. It's. I think because KP is such an extreme example because he couldn't play. But right. like at, at a certain point where you're saying is you know I want to say Matthew Phillips on Mavs Moneyball was talking to me about this today. Next year there's going to be close to 40 players in the league that make at least 30 million dollars this season. That's one tenth of the league. So the question sort of becomes is do you feel that Jalen Brunson is a top 50 player? No. And no. Uh, Okay. No, not at all. Because he, you said KP couldn't play. JB couldn't play last year in the playoffs. Yeah, it might have been a little he, bit of a wreck. So he proved, yeah. Well, he he proved one year, a couple games in the playoffs this year, and we're just gonna hand him thirty million dollars. And again, I'm not mad right. at JB's asking price, but I'm just glad that I'm. Well, even then, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm speaking too soon because the Knicks haven't even cleared that much money yet. So that's why I feel like it's a couple more levers that's going to get pulled. And I just hope they're in the mass uh, favor instead of just saying, oh, well, we got to sign him. We got to give him whatever he wants. When when you know this player is not a, a Zach Levine, he's not a, a Bradley Beal, he's not a – he's barely he, – uh, Shout out to Bradley Beal stealing a quarter of a billion dollars from the Washington Wizards, by the way. Like, if I could get paid a quarter of a billion dollars to have no responsibility and be able to demand things like, you guys need to make the team better, and, uh, and, I, I would do that, by the way, in a heartbeat. Right, and I, and I don't even feel like Fred Van Fleet, at least he has a ring. He's proved it, and then he got his contract. But we were just going to give – JB this contract and again it could still happen but I hope it not at that number I hope it's you know more at what I more what he we I hope he you know proves everybody wrong I really do I, do too. I really do I don't think you but, will with the next like but, yeah hey we can only hope I'm 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 hoping you know and again I feel like it's a couple more levers still needed to get uh pulled and I hope it's uh, mm. a a good sign and trade and again sure. that is that can also be an asset, you know, right. like well, like we did kind of like we did KP and we we broke it up in two. We, yeah. It's more flexibility when you can do that instead of just one player making this much money. Who would trade JB for like who else is making like 30, 35 million next year or something? No other team would do that. You know, sure. it, it's just I'm, I'm just kind of I'm. 
I'm sad and happy at the same well, time. Well, Chad is mad at you. Oh, I'm sorry, great. Chad. This is great but, content. But, no, but, but no, this is great stuff. <laughs> but no, even uh, and and I'll 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 be finished. But even I, I know because you you post these in um you know in the different podcast uh, streamers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as soon I think it was either as soon as we signed Christian Wood or the the day after we got put at the finals. I literally when I was getting off this stage or whatever. I was like, can we flip Brunson for a taller player? Like, so all of our starters can be over 6'4", 6'5", and with length. If if we don't have JB, just think about – Nico has a uh, – just looking at the, the player, and I'll, I'll be quick, just looking at the player he drafted and the way this roster is built now, he likes players that can switch, have length, and can dribble. Um, but the two key factors have length and height. You know, so I feel like he has a, you know, what he wants this team to look like. And sure. giving thirty million to a six-one point guard, I'm sorry, I'm glad he didn't do it. But I'm sorry, Chad, but that I had to speak. No, it's great. I love it. <laughs> We're all allowed to disagree because none of us get to say anyways. Thanks, Ruben. I appreciate no you. Have a good one. I want everybody to remember there were over 900 people in here the day we traded KP. Every fucking person was angry that we traded KP. Everyone. There might have been two people. Out of the 50 that we talked to that day, that was like okay on him. So, so we'll see. First, okay, I got a my podcast uh, guest today wants to talk again, and his photo already. He looks disappointed in us. What's up, Seth? How's it going? Um, I I I, uh, I, I felt bad for Ruben because the chat was killing him so hard. Well, because everybody's mad, and we're not getting like because what's like uh, to me, this is less about Brunson specifically. And more about the fact that, like, the Mavericks are probably going to lose Brunson for nothing. Like, that sucks. So, this is – I've been I've been having kind of Brunson arguments on and off basically oh. all day. With, with the Jalen Brunson and, wars you know, that pulled you in. No, it's – no, it's – no, they've been, they've been, for the most part, productive discussions. Um, and on some level, like, we talked earlier on, on, on the Mavs Moneyball pod, and it, I feel like I didn't quite make the, the point as well as I could have that – the, the the danger of of giving a huge contract to Brunson isn't about him so much, although there is danger there. It's it's more this is this is the chickens coming home to roost on a bunch of guys who are seventh men making you know double digit millions. And that's you know if you have clean if you got clean books and you 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 feel like okay well we got to keep this guy we have to I don't think a lot of our team. And not team like people that join this sort of stuff are all lunatics, and I love you. Um, yeah. But you go look at the Mavericks books; they pay um, who's our what? Uh, they they pay a couple of guys for a long time. Davis Bertans gets paid they, they until the next century. On the they have eighty-seven million on the books three years from now already. That's terrible, and they're gonna and you have to and, and Seth pointed this it, out. It's it, worth it, saying again. It, it, it's Luca and DFS. Okay, those those are good. And then the other two are THJ and Bertans, which is less yeah. good. Yeah. And that's um and so, but that's that's sort of a microcosm. So it's almost it's less about Brunson than it is about all the poor decisions that came before that put you in this spot. Years and years of it. It's yeah. it's and it is not like this is where I hang a lot of this stuff on Cuban because you know your friend or acquaintance, I'm not sure what he is, uh, Haral Bob-Bulgaris, has said repeatedly on the record that he was not consulted for the KP trade. Like, 
How do you run a front office this way where people are just doing stuff willy nilly? I mean, I heard off the record at one point in time, this is like two years ago, that that you know Boban was a Cuban signing. Like, what are we doing? Oh no, like, I've 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 heard that directly. It was like people woke up one morning, oh, we signed Boban. So like that's not how you run a professional basketball team. I you know I'm 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 not disagreeing. <laughs> I I also again I want to and it's it's I think that Ruben did, you know chat's gonna kill me now but I think Ruben did make a good point in that uh you know the lack of the second player next to Luca has elevated him a little bit and I think frankly the getting getting Utah in the first round has done that even more I mean I you can't engineer a better matchup for him sure good than Utah with Luca out and yeah. limited. Yeah, our, our man Donovan Mitchell ran an escort service to get yeah. uh, Brunson to the rim. Oh, that's a, that's a, that is a shocking accusation against mm. Donovan Mitchell. It was like his long six nine wingspan was like this way, sir. Open jumper. Yeah. yeah. No. So I just and you know I I don't want to bore bore your uh, bore your audience with stats, but his he's his true shooting was like fifty nine against Utah, fifty three of the other two playoff series. He had a usage under twenty two last year. I mean, that's those barring like, you know, elite defense and or playmaking. That's not a guy you want to be paying a quarter of the cap. And he's going to go to a team that will minimize his strengths. Yeah, it's it's you know, I think that, you know, there's a pretty good chance that as much as this hurts right now, you'll be you'll look at what's going on with him at the Knicks six months from now and be like, boy, we dodged that one. So it's (laughs) it's it sucks. It sucks to not be able to keep good players. But this is less about this than kind of avoiding, you know, almost compounding the previous mistakes. That's sure. well, if you want to be worried about it, that's the way well, I would I would take it. No, no, I appreciate those thoughts. Do you have anything else you want to uh, pump at us? This is the second time you talked to our guys today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I think that um I you know the 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 caller earlier had a had a had a nice point about about Hardy also. I mean someone who. Uh, as far as as um, like reclamation projects of someone with talent, like that's a that, that's a that's a decent swing. Now that'll be yeah, a thirty-seven, years. a lot of value there, potential. Yeah. Now that'll that'll be a couple of years, but you're trying to make sure you're, you know, uh, big picture. The thing that matters most is how good are you two years from now. Yep. Like doing stuff the next two years is good, but I don't think this is a title team. And so really the important thing is that third year, are we really good? And then that's the kind of thing that Luke is like, yes, I'm here. This is awesome. Yeah. Building towards something. Whereas LeBron was kind of at his wits end at the first part of that, that at the end of that cab, his first Cavs run. So, well, thanks buddy. Appreciate you coming up. Yeah, no, and uh, and 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 Ruben, be strong, man. You uh, you make good points. <laughs> no, Xavier will come in here and do the same things. Like there, there's just two camps of people. My favorite is uh, Xavier wrote that the Mavericks should trade for Russell Westbrook as as like just total nuclear take. I love it. Um, anyway, all right, we'll talk soon, buddy. All right, thanks a lot. Whoa, even more people in here. Um, all right, I gotta let my man Ewan come because he and I normally talk in like the middle of the night when he joins these green uh, Spotify lives. What's up, my man? Hey, man, it's been a while. What's up? Oh, just another day in the uh, madhouse. Yeah, man, it's a madhouse for real. Uh, Brunson, man, Brunson, Brunson, Brunson. Um, 
I, I agree a little bit with Ruben. You know, I mean, I read a lot of the articles early in the season saying that, you know, we can't pretty much afford to lose him for nothing. But, you know, we have to, like, resign it no matter what the cost is. But I kind of feel with the way, you know, the new regime is moving, it's kind of like, okay, you know, we can do that. And going back to the playoffs, it's like, I know Tim Hardaway Jr. was missing. I don't know how much that may have factored into, you know, the scoring numbers of Brunson, you know, with how many wide open threes our players got and how many shots they missed. Who, who knew how much of a factor that would have, you know, helped and not accelerated his value so much. But, I mean, we all can speculate on what ifs, but um, I love it. I mean, I, I'm re- like from a from a player point of view, like I went through like a full on fan journey with Brunson. I loathed Brunson almost immediately his first season and a half. And Jonathan Sharks was like, he said, he's like, this dude's going to be better than Dennis Smith. He's like, you watch. And everybody's telling me like repeatedly, you can go check all my mentions because I don't really delete tweets. Like I, every time I bitched about Brunson, people are like, you're a moron. And then um God, it was Tyler Adams, friend of mine. I think we all, he blocked me on Twitter, but anyways, he he had told me he's like, you need to give this guy a chance with Jason Kidd. He's gonna do more, and he's talking about this year. And Brunson really came forth this year. He did more, and he was great. And I really came around on him within like the first ten games because the Mavericks were a train wreck without Brunson the first quarter of the season. Right. I mean, and as we see, you know, he's a he's a smart player. You know, he's crafty. He's smart. He's a winner. You know, he's very, you know, he picks up on stuff a lot. So it's kind of like, you know, even though me and I want to pay him that money, it's like we're kind of losing a high IQ player on our team compared to the rest of the guys that we have. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him in New York. I mean, like I said, it's hard for a second-round pick to turn down 100-plus mil. You know, and his father was undrafted too. So it's just like, these guys might be NBA, like might be an NBA family, but they're also grinders. Like this right. is – this is this is generational wealth that we're talking about. Yeah, and then if he if he deep down feels that you know he can be that guy for another team, and you know for whatever reason he feels that Lucas mm-hmm. hindering his development and his progression, we already saw that with KP. We already saw the next person feeling that you know they're not getting enough. They're not you know we we don't want to be dealing with that again. So it's kind for of like sure. if deep down he don't want to be there, he wanna you know take the next step of being that guy. You know, don't fight it. Let him go do his thing. You know what I mean? Wish him well, but let him go do his thing. Right. And honestly, it's like everybody wants to be that guy until it's time to be that guy. I mean, Luca came in and he was, you know, off rip doing his thing. So when I hear people saying like Luca was hindering his his growth and stuff like that, it's kind of like when who was stopping Luca rookie year? Like what did Luca do from his rookie year to his second year? You know, he just you know he learned. He saw. Everybody has the same opportunity in regards to study and learn and progress. And from what Luca did his rookie year to his sophomore year to from, you know, someone not a lot of people know about to being a superstar. I mean, you can't really say he hinders his growth. If anything, he accepted because he was getting double teamed since the second year. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we've not been online as a, as a group here. Sorry for my belch. I'm definitely drinking. Um, We've not had a chance to talk about Swole Luca. Like, right. You see how lo- you know? local man looking like a fucking Instagram model. Just <laughs> it's like, hey, look at my look. Do, do you see this? I have curves in my arms and not baby fat. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, I mean, 
hopefully Brunson, you know, he if he feels like he's that, you know, that factor to do New York. Because, I mean, like I said, I live in New York, so I want to see the Knicks do good. And if he's able to do that, then, you know, it'll be the buzz in the city will be a lot better. But we know who the alpha dog in Dallas is. We know what well, there's an underrated aspect. So you're a New York guy. There's an underrated aspect of this I feel isn't discussed. The Mavs had like 35 Knicks players on their team the last several years, all of them really <laughs> fucking excited to leave the Knicks. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go, gonna go there. Yeah, it's like, did he, did he not hear anything about from Bullock and – all them guys, you know, like Frank Nilakina, who got sent to prison by by yeah. the coach. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, it's amazing. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish him well, but I, I'm, yep. I have, I have, I have, I have trust. I, I, I have trust in the front office. That's yeah. true. Okay. I, have, I mean, I, have, I don't blame this front office for this. Like, like the extension stuff. I've, I've, I've said my piece on that. Like, I don't believe they ever offered it to him because at one point in the year, Tim McMahon said they didn't offer it because they thought it was disrespectful to a player. Like, they didn't want to piss him off. And now he's saying, "Oh, well, I'm pissed off because I didn't get the extension." Like, I'm calling bullshit on the player side here because he's a guy who would have made twenty million, you know, almost immediately to start the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, like you said, I think that he, he knew. If anything, at least he would get the contract that Tim Hardaway Jr. has at least that amount. Right. So yeah, there's no way he was he was going to take that extension. There's no way, no way. All right. All right, man. Appreciate you. Be good. Talk soon. Thanks for hanging out. Yes, sir. All right, Uh, and guys, we're gonna get to everybody. Um, everyone. Okay, so now we're gonna get someone who is in the. um, Why are we not signing Jalen Brunson? We're morons camp, and it is my very good friend Christian. How we doing, guy? Hey, I'm not even, like, super pissed about this. I think I was just kind of going crazy on the JB to KP comparisons and, you know, some of the other stuff. I It, it has been hard, right, just because I felt I had, uh, like, it, it felt promising. Like, if we got a team of, Luca, JB, Reggie, Dorian, Christian Wood is the starting five. With Tim coming back, Spence, you know, Bertans is a shooter, uh, Maxi, and then a, you know, using the taxpayer Emily. I I just thought that we can compete against anybody besides the Clippers. Um, I just think I I. I heard your earlier podcast and I think you're right. And have you seen Tim McMahon's, uh, I guess, relatively recent article? I didn't read it. All I saw was his tweet. What the articles? So it essentially said that the Mavs are willing to offer a fifth year, but along the Fred Van Vliet deal. So basically like 21 per, which is ridiculous. If the Knicks are, are offering four for a hundred, why in the hell would you take four for one Oh five? Zero. There's zero reason. Like, that's insulting. And that's what – it's just so ridiculous. And I think, you know, I I 100% – I'm in this weird kind of space of I'm not too mad and I'm also pretty sad, if that makes any sense whatsoever, uh, because I do get the point that Seth and others – and. I wish you were in our group chat earlier. So Josh McSwag, uh, Xavier. Uh, How am I CBA not in this Mavs. group chat? This is offensive to me. I'm just kidding. You can add <laughs> me though. But it, it had been blowing up all day. And as you can imagine from Josh in the chat, and as you can imagine from speaking with Xavier, 
uh, very two polar opposites in regards to, uh, you know, the, the dialogue that was happening. But I just, when Tim McMahon in the, uh, during the hoop collective, uh, podcast was like, you know, the Mavericks had a walkaway number and they've blown past that already. I think I'm, I'm frustrated in the sense of you either have a walkaway number or you don't. Well, they got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Bo tweeted something to the effect of the Mavericks had a high walkaway number that they were sure the Knicks weren't going to pass and the Knicks passed it. So they look stupid. Yeah. That's his theory. Yeah. They they look ridiculous, especially if you're going to blow past that. And I, the, the thing that I'm struggling with, right. Is I actually think in the grand scheme of things, it, you know, you can, I, I certainly understand the argument of Brunson that that not being a good contract a hundred percent agree like I I think he's worth 25 but you know if it has the increases the max increases you're talking more of that like 27 million or so range but I feel like I I'm damn near certain that the next star that we trade for or the next star that we get we are going to trade for like we are not going to sign a free agent. Sure. Like that, that's just not going to happen. We're going to be in the tax at least the next two years. So by then Jalen is already basically on a two year deal. And I'm sure we could have, he would have wanted the player option considering the TV deal that's likely in coming. So at that point I would just view it as that's a pretty good player we would replenish our assets. So then our offer is Jalen Brunson plus the next three first, three pick swaps, and that's where we get our second star. Now I struggle to see that. And my other concern, it's almost like a peripheral concern because of this move. I almost view it like unless Christian Wood is an all-NBA player, I feel like this takes us out of re-signing Christian Wood because if you don't want to get that much more money on the books with this kind of current construction, then why would you offer Christian Wood an extension unless he's just like out of this world, exceeds any realistic expectation anyone has for him? Yeah, I mean, it's the, yeah, the, this is like this again. I'm I'm just gonna make a bunch of terrible references because I've been I've had some drinks and it's been a weird night. Um, the, my, my favorite science fiction show is a weird show called Babylon 5. It's called the, Be- the Last Best Hope for Peace. Well, this is this is Christian Wood's last best hope for a fucking contract because he's either going to be good or he's going to be gone. There's really no middle ground. I, and that's what I'm – I think he – especially with JB gone, but I thought he even before, like he would be really good. Like he's just going to put up numbers. He's a good offensive player. Like – yeah, he, he just is defensively. He's actually a pretty good weak side defender and he actually does some positive things defensively, even though, you know, of course, not a good defender. Um, but I, I'm I, I'm struggling to see when and you brought it up earlier when Torian Prince signs a two years, eight million per deal like these taxpayer mid levels are really going to come down to the wire. PJ, uh, Mm -hmm. PJ Tucker is going to go to the Sixers. Like when you look at our options, like Goron and Spencer 
aren't replacing JB and especially then we'd have to replace Spencer's, uh, you know, production, et cetera. And Spencer had a great regular season with us. That is not who Spencer Dinwiddie is. If anyone has watched his career, that is not who he is. Right. He's not a 48% three point shooter. Exactly. So (laughs) like the, the, the expectations on Spencer Dinwiddie, I've seen the tweets and please God stop with the Jaden Hardy, you know, it's going to cut Jaden Hardy. Anybody that thinks they know anything about Jaden Hardy is mostly not telling the truth. Like you're, if you're looking at YouTube highlights, you're looking at YouTube highlights. God, I hate some of these takes where it's like, ah, he could be something this year. Okay, but you're looking at YouTube highlights. What are we doing? Well, I actually, uh, I actually think he can be great this year. Are I think you on drugs? Great. I I think he's going to be great in summer. Ah, so you got me. So I I I would concur on the the you know the fun part. <laughs> I I, I and, walked into that. I, hate <laughs> I I just I I just don't I I struggle to see what and. You know, when we're talking about year three, and I'm going to shut up after no, this because I know plenty of plenty of people want to talk. But it, when you look at, we talked about it. Lucas deals really four years. In actuality, it's three years before he asks out. These next two years, what in the hell can we do to make it any kind of appealing for him to want to stay? We are literally going to have to cash in absolutely everything sure. after that second season and we better hope that it just is the perfect like mix of variables that comes into play to where a star wants out we're still you know like a top five-ish seed you know still getting to like the second round where they see themselves as that missing link to uh us being the contender because if that trade is not out there we're going to be now past the point of making a Drew Holiday move because Drew Holiday is not the second piece on a title-winning team in the West with Luka. We need a real second star now. And then the whole uh, – I'm sorry, again. Uh, but we just got done here in the front office say, you know, you don't need a second star. You can have all these good role players and build a team around them. And it's like, okay, so then you lose your second star role player for nothing. Like, it's just this – we could have avoided this so many times over, and I'm struggling to see what the next two years look like. I just better not see them trade a single first-round pick away over these next two years because we're damn sure going to need every asset that we possibly can. <laughs> so, I love uh, it, my man. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, others get the chance, you know, to speak. But, it, you know, good talking with you as always, brother. You have you a too, good buddy. one. Yep. Yep. Send me a DM too about if you're in Vegas. Um, okay. So I want to get something off my chest before 45 minutes into this. I would love – and and then this is going to fall on a lot of deaf ears because you guys probably don't care. Some inside baseball. I would love it if criticisms of reporters stopped. I've known Jake Fisher since he was 19 years old. He is a grinder. He is an outstanding writer, thinker, journalist. 
I also think that there are times where, because of the way the market works these days, he's incentivized to probably talk about stuff that maybe he needs to flesh out a little more. He reported that he was, you know, the Brunson thing was a done deal and then has since walked that all the way back. I have seen some egregiously snotty comments from very popular social media accounts that do precisely next to nothing in terms of work of their own other than retweeting and showing up and quoting stuff. That's not reporting. Reporting is hard. Reporting means putting your ass and your name on the line, and if you're wrong, you get you get killed. Like we're somewhat reasonably kicking Jake. I just wanted I just want that out there because I'm kind of tired of this. I don't report stuff. I get told stuff all the time. You guys would be shocked at some of the weird stuff I've heard. Some of it has been true. Some of it, you know, is nonsense because that's the nature of the game. But the game is kind of zero sum, where you're either right or you're wrong. And I'll tell you, Jake was right on uh, KP a full six months before anyone was really willing to talk about that, okay? And you know, I remember Coop, Chuck Cooperstein was like, who is this guy putting this out there? And, <laughs> hey, the Mavericks were shopping KP because KP is a busted toy. So let's just relax in the reporting. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. There are people out there, and, and you know, when you see, like, when you see, like, website I've never heard of, you know, says so-and-so is going somewhere and there's like an extra L on their name. That's, that's an element of, of this. So it, it, it just, it frustrates me. Okay. I, 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 I've seen a ton of it and it does not matter who. Um, but if you're out there sharing quotes and that's all you're doing, you're doing public relation for the team. You're not reporting anything. All right. Coming up next, my man, Jay Pry, how we doing? Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. I was in the chat being just unnecessary, and <laughs> you said, come oh, you guys on, all teasing said, me. ah, shit, okay. <laughs> it's not one person. Like, this is like, like, everybody wants to believe in their, like, look, guys, we're fans, okay? And so we all want to believe in the best. We want to be told that our team is special, that we're the best, that everything's going to work out. That's kind of how we're all primed. Very few people are cynical dickbags like me that want to, you know, that want to get in the grime. So, uh, anyways, Kurt, what's I was going asking on? It, I was asking it because I definitely tweeted some shit about Jake Fisher, so I was just – I was being an <laughs> asshole to be an asshole. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I mean you have a point. I'm just – I'm an overreactive fan, so I'm going to be an asshole to be an asshole. And whenever I saw uh, – Hey, not to interrupt you, the Knicks are trading center New Orleans Noel and guard Alec Burks to the Detroit Pistons, unloading $19 million. There is mm. no sign and trade – and he does, he's not saying this, but there's no reason for a sign and trade to happen. Mm, pain, pain. Yeah. Oh, it's like it, you know what this is. You know what this reminds me of. What? Have you ever stubbed your toe like twice in a day? That's what this <laughs> feels like. I did. I did that last night. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> it, like, and I it broke wasn't, my, it wasn't my big off. toe. It was, my, it was my pinky toe too. I did that too, and I tried mm. to like avoid going out for the night because I was like, "Honey, I hurt my toe," and she was like, "Shut the fuck up, leave." <laughs> no, I stubbed it in front of my wife, and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I, like, stepped out of the room and was saying something <laughs> to her and looked back and stubbed it again. And she just looked at me, and she was like, you dumbass. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I get it. Um, what I was going to say, though, was I – the Jaden Hardy thing makes so much more sense now because I remember – 
you know, I was watching the draft. I was texting my dad. I was saying, hey, like, I, you know, I really think that we're going to trade back into the draft, which we did. And I was like, you know, this is going to be a perfect time to pick up, you know, a player like not necessarily him, but the one I'm thinking of, EJ Liddell, you know, someone who tomorrow is maybe not a, a probably will never be an all-star, but he's NBA ready. Like EJ Liddell has the build. He has, you know, all the things that you want of a guy. Like I know people hate 22 year olds in the draft. I personally fucking love them because normally that means that they have the maturity. There's like a floor. Play. Yeah. There's a yeah. floor involved. Yeah. And people don't like floors. They like ceilings. Um, but you know, I was, I've been telling my dad for weeks. I'm like, dude, EJ's that guy. Like if the Mavs get him, that fixes up like our wing depth. And you know, he could, you know, even potentially, like I've heard people say he could be a small ball five. I don't know about all that in the NBA, but you know, definitely wing depth. And I was like, you know, we re-signed Jalen and the Christian Wood stuff had just come out. I was like, dude, we got squat all of a sudden. And when we got Jaden Hardy, I was really confused because I was like, don't get me wrong. Like, I get that his ceiling is it's up there because I remember when he was the number two recruit coming out of high school that I was like, yo, dog, this guy might, you know, this guy's got game, you know, to say the least. And it just didn't make sense because I was like, EJ is going to be, you know, in the rotation at the start of the season. But it makes a lot more sense now if according to – um was it Tim Cato that said that the Mavs have known for a while that uh, Jalen was going to sign with the Knicks or was that someone else? That was Tim today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, whenever Tim came out and said that, I was like, ah, okay. They knew that it was going to hurt. <laughs> they knew that they needed to replace somebody down the road and not just next season. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a positive outlook uh, outlook on it. I mean, a lot of people have talked about how this is it's not Nico's fault. Like the way that the contract was structured, it's not his fault. Well, I mean, here's how I see it. It's a good mm-hmm. thing that the Mavericks have never lost a, a point guard that was important to the team right before uh, a, to a really big contract to another team. Like that's never happened to the Mavericks before. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Right. Uh, uh, sources are telling me. That Steve Nash went on to be a two-time MVP. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yep. Okay. But it's okay. It's okay. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go pour another drink. Well, thanks for joining again, my friend. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, uh, I'll pour up a shot for you as well, my friend. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tuesday. We're all really psyched. Al, I have to wake up early in the morning tomorrow, and I'm just like, I'm really screwing myself right now. Oh uh, no, but this, this, I love this dog to pieces, but she wakes me up at 6:15 on the dot with a yelp that likes is like being stabbed. So, oh yeah, that's like my dog Luca, who's looking at me right now, ready to go out. Tell so. Luca to get some shots up. All right, talk to you soon. <laughs> Take care. All right, see who else we got in here. Oh, you know what? I gotta, I gotta bring. He, he's late to the party, but I gotta bring him up here because. Lyndon is one of my favorite guests because he is a great A hater when he's pissy. What's going on, my guy? <laughs> you know it. What, an, what, an, what, an, what an intro, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's like when the comedian, uh, when, the, when the guy introduces the comedian and says, he's the funniest comedian on earth. How am I supposed to, I to react to that now? That's right. Oh pull, back, pull back from the mic slightly. It sounds like your your thing is up, but let's go on. What's up? Um, no, I just saw the trade um of Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel going to Detroit, so it's really over. Jalen Brunson's gone. 
Um, on the bright side, I feel like I'm going to sound like a grade A hater, but I just don't think Jalen Brunson's worth that kind of money. He's a 6-1 above average guard who's not, he's not even like an all-star. And I feel like, like Seth Cardinal said, I don't think, and I agree with Seth. It's just like, it's not worth it in my opinion. Like Jalen Brunson for five years, 125, he, he just, I, I don't think he's, he's worth hitching our wagon to. But I also understand Brunson's reticence to kind of, uh, go back head first with the Mavs. Cause we all know that the minute the Mavs could find someone better than Brunson, they're, tra- they're trading him immediately. Like he's the first to go. That's see, that's, that's an important element of this, that why he might want to go. Um, because it doesn't matter now, I'm not going to say who, but I was told earlier this week that this thing has really probably been done much longer than we understand. I mean, think back to the Jersey signing thing and it doesn't have to do with the Mavs. It has to do much more with him wanting to go there. And, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it is what it is. And I am, I'm tired. It's a good thing I'm going to be on this for a while. Kirk, the thing that, that I don't think, well, JB's from the East coast. He doesn't understand. I was talking to my friend today. When I was in elementary school, maybe, my uncle took me to a Knicks game. And this is 05, 06, like early 2000s. And they booed Eddie Curry so hard. Like, I remember they hated Eddie Curry. I couldn't even believe how angry they were because he got paid and he couldn't live up to the contract. And I don't think Jalen understands if he doesn't play well, they're going to demolish him. Like, <laughs> Dallas is really gentle and kind when he plays bad in the playoffs. They're going to hate him so much. Like, I remember, even the year before that Eddie Curry was there, Alan Houston was on his last legs. He'd given the Knicks so much. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I couldn't even believe, I, was, I, I remember my uncle telling me I was almost in tears. Because I was so confused why everyone hated Alan Houston so much. They were so angry, Kirk. So I don't think he understands, like, though Nick fans, they go really hard when they love you. If they pay you with, like, a big price free agent, and this team is optimized for Jalen Brown to fail. Like yeah, no. Victor's in the chat saying they're going to love Brunson, and I'm like, there's a couple of guys in their team that suck ass. One of them is Julius Randle, who I is low efficiency monster mash, and then they have uh, um, R.J. Barrett, who I'm not going to spoil it for you, but whatever you think his field goal percentage was last year for a guy who shoots a lot, it's worse. It hurt me, and I want the Knicks to suck, and I felt bad for them. Yeah, I just I, I just simply believe like this team and then Coach Tibbs, the, the the creative offensive mastermind that he is, I don't think that this team is built Jalen Brunson one, if you guard him with a wing it's an issue. And two, Jalen Brunson needs space to operate. All that time he gets to do all those four and five fakes are because are because the Mavs are spacing you to death. That's why it's very hard. That's I think 
uh, opposing teams were talking about how hard it is to stop Brunson because he's able to do four and five moves. Yeah. When Andre Barrett's on the wing and Julius Randle is spacing, you, you're not getting three and four and five moves off. Yeah. And you know, like his driving lanes will completely disappear because they're sagging off of um, they're sagging off of uh, RJ Barrett, and they like to play Mitchell Robinson in the dunker spot. I, I don't, I don't see the actual like basketball fit. If you just keep down to the basketball fit, this is very sentimental. Leon Rose was his, his dad. Leon Rose is first agent. Leon Rose's son is his agent. That's all cute, but when we get on the court, I grew up in Queens, New York. I'm telling you now, they're gonna hate your guts if you don't play well. And I, in my opinion. I'm just going to say this now. I guess I'm sounding like a hater. But I think there's like a 50 to like 60% chance by next offseason, Jalen Brown's contract, Jalen Brunson's contract, we looked at as like an albatross contract. You are like, not the first crazy. person to say this. I, 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 I heard this. Like Seth might have said that on my show today. I don't remember. It's been a long day of talking. Lemon, you're the best, man. I love the heat. Uh, Kirk, I'm telling you, it. And it's not even about Jalen. It's this team is constructed poorly. It's 2022, and you have a team with no shooting. And I know Alec Brooks is injured, but I guess he was their fourth space, and he's gone. Yeah. It's, who's it going to be like Brunson, Derek Rose, Evan, Evan Fournier? I think Mavshan should be fine. Somebody else got that got, got to pay Jalen Brunson his lifetime money that he earned. But it's yeah, it's whatever, man. Well, good luck. I, good, good luck to Jalen Brunson. I'm glad for him. I'm glad for his family. Though I hear his dad's a bit of a tool, but hey, it is what it is. Thanks so much, London. We'll talk Ooh, soon, okay? Kirk, Kirk. Final thing. <laughs> I don't want to say this. I was listening to. Do you know who Joe Budden is? Joe Budden, the rapper from back in the I, day. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm not that old. I, I was listening to. I was listening to his podcast, and he was talking about like. Um, competing with like other guys uh, like when he's competing with other guys in the, in the sports industry for women because you know rappers and and athletes they kind of compete for women and he made reference to one time going by a woman's house and finding out she was smashing rick brunson and i couldn't stop laughing because rick brunson's married but anyway have a good night kirk it's crazy oh my goodness be good my friend be good uh, Okay, coming up next, we have, and we're just, and again, guys, we're going to get to everybody because this is a democratic show unless I'm super tired. Um, let's try, oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, easily most, you know, before Jake, Jake Fisher, Matt Moore was the OG guy that pissed off all of you. How are we doing, friend? So the thing about Luca and first team All NBA is he's just gonna li- he's just gonna um, live there now because he's gonna have like forty <laughs> ten and ten. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I think you were stuck in a rock and a hard place, right? There was like there was no good solution here. You're either overpaying. Honestly, the mistake was not trading him at the deadline, and I was kind of worried that that was the mistake at the deadline, like. When they gave Dorian the extension and we're like, yeah, we're not trading J- Jalen, we're re-signing to the extension. I was kind of like, do you really want to – like, this This is putting a lot of eggs in this basket. I mean, you made the Western Conference Finals, so that's good. I just uh, – you can't you can't sign him with the Knicks. You're going to sign him. I will say I wanted, I wanted to ask you specifically this, though. Yeah. Kirk, if the offer is 100, and I'll tell you – and I've, I've told you this. I think the Mavs were willing to go to 88. 
is 12 million worth it? Like the chat's saying 30. If it comes out, it's 30 a year. Sure. Sure. Do not, do not give him 12 million more. Like don't go 12 million and more above your asking price. But if it's a hundred versus 88, how do you feel about that number being the difference in having Brunson and not having Brunson? I mean, I am tired because if it comes down to a price point that is marginal, and I don't even care about the tax, the people that talk to me about the tax, the greatest trick the Mavericks ever played on you as a fan is Mark Cuban getting you to give a shit about his money. He has been getting payments from teams that were in the luxury tax for 10 years. Put that in an escrow account and break it open whenever you have a good enough team. This stuff is not my money. If you can't afford an NBA team or you somehow maybe, I don't know, let's say that you're not liquid as a billionaire. And you know what? Any of us that that have assets tied up and stuff can relate to not being liquid. It's hard. If you can't play in the game, get out. And and it, I'm frustrated by all this is what I'll say if it's a, a minor thing. However, I don't think it's a minor thing. I think the Mavs had probably like they had a point in their brains. Cuban went out there the day the season ended and was like he said something to the effect on live television yeah. that we can pay him the most and we expect him to be back. Yep. So the fact that they're that they can do that and they're not doing that says to me. They wrote a che- like he wrote a check on live television that his ass can't cash or won't cash, and it drives me nuts. So in the chat talking about this. Woj's wording was interesting here because he said, "quote in the neighborhood of a max of a near max." That's agent speak for those of you that are like trying to interpret this. That's like the agent trying to be like, they're going to give him the max. I mean, it's 30.9 million is the literal max of what they can give him. So they're either giving him 30.9 million or they're not. Right. And I get that everybody's like, well, yeah, they just cleared 30 million. They just moved three players off of their roster. (laughs) So like (laughs) they do have to have the ability to field the 12 necessary. 30.5. Sorry, Scott. So, uh, 27.5 27.5 is, is, is now a number in the chat. I don't know. Well, uh, CBA Mavs knows the math. So yeah, um, I've had to read his spreadsheets. Yeah. 30.5 is the, is the max. That's, that's cool. It, again, if it's, if it's 12 million more per year than the Knicks Knicks themselves. Yeah. And Too you dodge the bullet. Like that's just, if it's 12 million over the life of the contract then stab me in the knee. Right. Um, but I still think probably, I still go back to maybe, you know, the, the decision not to, to move him at the deadline. This is what's curious. If you if you didn't move him at the deadline and he's not restricted, right, which he's not, if you chose not to move him at the deadline, at that point you have to be like no matter what it takes. You can't mm-hmm. go – even like logically you can't not trade him at the deadline and be like, be like we're going to re-sign him. As long as it's below a money number we're comfortable with. Because the New York Knicks always exist. Like, there's always the risk of a team being like, no, 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 I, we, we, we will go far, far away above this. Right? So yeah. like, that, to me, is that's, that's like the – instead of anything else, not trading at the deadline, honestly, is where I was like, if they were going to just go all in, 
I wouldn't have agreed with it, but at least it was a sound plan. This is the worst because you were basically like, we're going all in within reason. That That's not how that works. That's not a thing. It's – I still don't think they expected to be good after the Porzingis trade. <laughs> right. Like and – I, and I don't mean that like sassily because they were they essentially at the Porzingis trade, they looked at things and said, we need to reassess. We need to figure something out. Maybe Spencer will be okay with another year of rehab. Instead, he started hitting 48% on threes and looked like he was actually good, and then they made a Western Conference Finals run. There's no problem with that. I'm just very curious about what they expect to do moving forward because, as Seth has noted, they have bad contracts on their books that aren't really going anywhere. Like, they're going to have to offer Maxi Kleba an extension, for example. That's fine. Maxi's good. You know, Christian Wood is a gamble. That is what it is. Dwight right. Powell, they have paid close to $44 million for reasons. Um, don't know what those reasons are. But <laughs> It's you know, and then they signed all these guys where it's like, oh, we got to give Trey Burke, and you know, I guess Donnie was was somewhat validated by the fact that they finally moved off like nine garbage contracts to get Christian Wood on the team. But it, the simple fact of the matter is, they have mismanaged their books the entire time that they've had Luka Doncic. You and yeah. I are chief, you I and mean, I are Chiefs fans, so if, we if know the Chiefs. Go ahead. If there's any up, upside here, I will tell you this: is that. Um, there's a lot of buyers and not a lot of sellers. Mm. And so what I would say is like, if you want to start moving contracts, which my understanding is the Mavs have at least been out there in talks offering various people. <laughs> I think that there's like, take my I, contracts, I think, please. It, well, yeah. That, but here's the thing though, is that I think there's more liquidity on things. Like if you want to dump money, that's like Detroit's, just laundering the money right now, which is great. That's what you should do. You should be like, if you're in Detroit, that's why I was confused. And everybody's like, Detroit's going to get Aiden. And I was like, Detroit's going to launder the money and get more assets. What are you talking about? Um, but I do think that there's teams like Atlanta in particular that are aggressively trying to reconfigure the roster and they need partners that actually have contracts to move. Well, so, Matt, Atlanta's never working with them ever, ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet, you, I bet you not. I bet you that's not really. I bet you that's not because I don't think Schleck's gonna would, would approach it that way. I don't think he would approach it like that. You don't? No, I don't. I really don't. <sighs> Guys, I, I like this is devolving in the best possible way, and I mean this because it's like we have no say. They <laughs> do not like. They do not care what we have to say. It's true, but. We're all diehard, so like we know the process, and it's so easy to armchair quarterback this. But it's just, I, I find myself thinking, you know, Josh Bo and I, like the only podcast we ever had that popped early was when we were angry and losing our minds <laughs> in 2019. You listen to that show where we're like, what are they doing? They took Porzingis out to dinner because their geriatric <laughs> GM had no idea how free agency works. And let me be clear. Johnny Nelson is one of the most important basketball figures in, in basketball history, professional, international. He also should have been fired six or seven years ago, but Mark hangs on to people for like six years more. They, they, they put their, they put their 42 year, whatever his name, you know, the wonderful guy, Keith Grant, they finally let him, uh, going to retirement yesterday, you should. I'm sorry, Keith Grant shouldn't have been managing the cap in 2021. 
What's happening? Get new people in. I like sure how you, wonder- well, go ahead. I like how you, you've hit, you've officially had enough drinks to hit the airing of grievances section of the. Evening. Oh yeah, this is like <laughs> like what what uh, um what is it, Festivus? This is Matt, I can't even think of the Mavs phraseology with it. I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go so you can get more of the Mavs fans up. I want to check in with you. Hang in, hang in there, guys. Talk to you next week. Yeah, we're all going to go to Vegas uh, and be mad at the Mavericks together. Everybody should join me. Um, ooh, Brett, what's up, my guy? Honestly, don't really have anything to say. I had requested because it was just kind of instinct. <laughs> but genuinely, I mean, I think everybody's made the kind of points that I would make. Um, I mean, I think it's bad. It's still the same situation where you don't have any assets and you have a bunch of bad contracts for a few years. And as I said in the chat, like we're going to end up with like this, like a, like a lineup regularly playing of like Luca and Tim Hardaway jr. And Dorian Finney Smith and Dwight Powell in like two years because the players can still be here. (sighs) It's incredible because I don't like, I'm I, I, at, at the moment I'm in the emotion stage of processing grief because I understand this is this happened and not one person or thing is to blame. I also just don't care <laughs> and I'm mad. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like coming off of just like a month ago, you know, the high of making the Western Conference Finals and feeling like the future was you know relatively bright. To, to now where it's like well you know you know back to the drawing board oh man Brett you got anything else for us nope thanks be good dude talk soon oh man look at that that's short and sweet and to the point um who's been waiting a while I apologize if I haven't gotten to people oh DJ man I'm sorry what's up oh you're good Kirk what's up man I am you know having a beverage um, sitting in my office, and I'm sure my wife is mad at me. So let's uh, let's hang out. <laughs> well, um, I'm just I'm frustrated, not at the fact that Brunson is leaving, but just the fact that the person we should be mad at is Donnie Nelson. He was the we one. Should. Signed, <laughs> yes, he was the one that signed Jalen Brunson to that stupid contract by not securing him and letting him at least hit restricted free agency had we gotten to this point. Now we're here and we're about to lose him for nothing. I mean, I just thought I'm cackling to myself. If any of you follows Caitlin on Twitter, I can't even say her Twitter name, but she just, she tweeted about 10 minutes ago. Basketball is bad, but at least everything else is bad too. (laughs) And now that I'm reading like, that uh, McMahon said that uh, they had made an offer to Brunson and offered him a fifth year but still managed to lowball him. I think that's what triggered New York to go ahead and pull that trigger on that trade for Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks going to Detroit. What's the, the point? What's the point of having intel if your intel is always wrong? That is true. I'm so tired. <laughs> All right. So who's ready for the, the backcourt of Slovenia with uh, Goran Dragic joining the team at age, uh, my age? He is, he is precisely seven days older than me. 
Um, no, he's and I have a bunch of maps. I'm sorry. He's two years and seven days younger than me. Apologies. <laughs> and I have a bunch of Mavs friends who are just so against signing Gron Dragic. And I understand, Mike, he's a little older now. He's not who he used to be, not even three years ago. And that guy basically led his team to the finals. He's but nuts. He's such a competitor. It's just, you know, you're watching him in Brooklyn and in Toronto last year. Like, how much does he really have left in the tank, you know? And it's, for the minimum, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, whatever. It's, you know, to make up for losing um, one of Luca's best friends on the team and Boban and uh, I don't know. I mean, for the, you know, non-production aspect of it, fine. You know, as long as he gets Luca in line when he needs to, sure, I'm fine with it. But it doesn't make the team better long term. Yeah, I can't hit the mute button. You know what else doesn't make the team good long term? Not having him. But I hear what you're saying. I do. <sighs> well, you got anything else, my friend? Um, no, I'm just, you know, anxious to see what else they could possibly do um, the rest of this week. Um, but uh, we'll see. No, no. Well, thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me up, Kirk. Have a good one. I have a very important question from Marcellus in the chat asks, Kirk, what is in the glass tonight? Uh, I, so, um, so you guys, I bought myself one of those GE ice makers that makes the Sonic ice, like the little tiny cubes. And it is incredible. It was stupid expensive, but my parents didn't know what to get me for my birthday because I'm an old man, and they gave me money, and so I used some of it to put towards it. It's incredible. I, it's worth it. Uh, and then some deep eddies of vodka and on ice. Um, just really love it. All right. Now, I do not – Josh managing editor money. What are you talking about? There is no money in this. Um, all right, my friend Krishna, what's happening? Hey, Kirk. Um all seven stages of grief, huh? All I mean, seven I'm, stages. I'm, gonna, I'm going to invent uh, some before this is done. <laughs> Here's the thing, Kirk. If you want to get used to this kind of stuff, become a European football fan, specifically a Chelsea fan, and you do this every season, so then you kind of just get used to it in a weird way. Um, uh, it, it's, it's hard because all the reports are going to come out, and obviously until it's official, like it's going to suck. But I think it's a weird – it's just like <laughs> – The chat is pissed at you for mentioning Chelsea. <laughs> guys, okay. Look, guys, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan. I don't know what there's what, – I'm a Chelsea no, I fan. I love the string of all caps from my man Deshaun. Yo, I'm a Chelsea fan. Chelsea just spent 100 million pounds on a guy who scored 15 goals. Okay, let's not go there. I'm, I'm a fan of Chelsea. I was so happy when they won the Champions League two seasons ago. Let's not get on Chelsea right now. Chelsea are a different team, and they're rebuilding. Um, but to get on the Brunson thing, it's like, of course it's sad. Like, should the Mavs probably have not lowballed him if, if all these you know sources are true, which they probably are, that they offered him a fifth year and somehow the contract is still lower than what the Knicks are offering? Yeah, that's not a good look. Like, I mean, I, it seemed like he was already not happy after not the, the not getting the extension before the season started around January. And 
the idea we could have traded him for something viable, like I just don't know how realistic that was, like considering how low his contract is. And, and obviously he would have had the threat of, I'm just not going to resign with you. Like if he gets traded somewhere. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, it, yeah. Well, there's a lot of competing Intel where it's like, well, they knew for months or weeks, but then they also lowballed him. Like what, where, what is happening? Yeah. It's, I, you know, like the, the last thing I, I wouldn't even be shocked at this point if somehow the Mavs do just resign him and they, it's like five for 30 and we're just like, okay, then that'd be funny. I guess all the Intel was wrong. That'd be so funny. I just don't think that's going to happen, but that'd be the funniest thing because then that just means sources mean nothing now because anyone can say anything. But I don't think that's likely. I do think, you know, now at this point, he's going to go to to the Knicks. And on the Knicks point, like, I, I don't understand what the Knicks are doing. They want to play, you know, everyone wants to play four out, one in. They want to play five out, zero out. Five in, zero out now. Like, is this the 90s? Like, I'm, I, I'm very confused about their team building uh, in general. And also, Jalen Brunson, it didn't seem like he liked Rick, so he wants to go play for Tom Thibodeau. Like, uh it's a, that's a, also a puzzling for me, but like, honestly, I wish him all the best. And in terms of the Mavs, like you just have to turn to the future, whatever that is, you know, whether that's getting off of why Paul's contract next year and not extending him or re, like, it's, it's just so confusing. Did you say extending Dwight Powell would cost. I said not him. extending him. No, not. but just think about that. Cause I'm in a dark place right now. Extending Dwight Powell would be hysterical. Oh my from god! From a concept. Oh my god! Uh, look, uh, look, I'm not. I don't even hate Dwight Powell as much as so many Ma- so many Mavs fans give like hate him. Like my stance on it is he's fine in the regular season. Like he's a serviceable center for the regular season because the regular season is long and you just need guys to stop up minutes. But clearly he's not someone for the playoffs. Like that's been made clear for the past three years. Um. So. But I, I just don't completely hate him. But at $11 million, it is an overpaid. But I do think the interesting thing is, like, you know, I could easily see the Mavs being, like, a lower seed, and then they're just going, like, okay, teams want, like, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, let's just flip them and get yeah. something. Like, I could easily see that happening now, especially because even though so many Mavs fans think their contracts contracts are complete albatrosses, they're not that terrible. Like, they're the thing with the Mavericks is now they have all these contracts in between like five to $20 million, which are all pretty tradable. And I think probably a few players will get flipped because I don't think that this team will be as good as last year. Uh, you just, I feel like you lower the ceiling. And, but I do think there's some interesting things like Jaden Hardy will be interesting. I think he's a better like shooter than Brunson, but like if any Mavs fan is, is expecting Jaden Hardy to come in and somehow replace all of the production that Jalen Brunson gives you. Like, I'm going to tell you now, this kid is like 18 or 19 years old. He skipped a year of high school because, you know, of COVID, and he struggled in the G League, which is natural after not playing a full year. So the expectations that he's somehow going to completely replace the production of Jalen Brunson, I think, needs to be, like, tampered, at least for, like, right now. Like, just don't go into the season expecting that. And... I don't know. Like, it's sad, but it's also like, what were we expecting? Like, I I don't know. It's just confusing. What were we expecting? The post-2011 Dallas Mavericks story. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. All right, we'll talk soon, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, Kirk. I hope oh, it no. goes a little bit better. No, there is no apologizing, because you know what? We're all in this together. It's the mantra following 
the COVID pandemic and anything involving the Mavericks. All right, coming up next, one of my favorite people on the internet. He runs 77 Spaces. He works his butt off uh, in his day job and then comes back and does Maverick stuff whenever he has time. Jose, what's up? Did you just see my tweet? No, I didn't. I'm I'm, I'm currently uh, suggesting to a new contributor to MavsMoneyBall.com that he do something called write. It's a strange concept. What's going on? (laughs) First off, um, I I was fine earlier, like, you know, hearing uh, about Jalen Brunson uh, leaving to go with the Knicks because, you know, they're pretty much going all out for him. So I was fine with that. But then, you know, I was pulling up in the driveway. I just got done working out. And then I see the Woj bomb of Alec Burks. Cool flex. <laughs> literally. But uh, Noel, like, going to, to the Pistons uh, for second rounders and cash consideration. So I'm just like, wow. They, <laughs> they have – Fumbled this, like, and I'm just thinking, you know, a motherfucker in the office last year, uh, before Nico got hired, was making millions to sit on his ass and file paperwork. And, you know, not until the, the blackmailing and shit like that, that Mark motherfucking Cuban was gonna offer him an additional 10 plus years. Like, Boy, <laughs> I mean that that whole lawsuit looked like it was written by me after six drinks, so I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I also probably my wife, the lawyer, has advised me to never comment on it, but that's going to be where I am. But it, it it's just they they screwed up like so many things, and I am frustrated with elements of the front office right now. However, I, I we can't hang anything like this on on that. You know, right. And like the the reason why uh, I'm not having so much flack for for Nico and co right now is because uh, I mean, I'm not going to going to downplay what Brunson was last season. And, you know, in the playoffs, we really didn't get to see what type of player Brunson could be. And, you you know, the dude was basically getting 10 minutes. And then and going into this season, we get to see a little bit of, of Brunson. He's 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 playing well off of Luca. And then we get into January. And then the 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 ruckus of Rick Brunson coming out and saying, Oh, this was the original offer. Uh we wanted to sign, but then you know, they basically play, uh, toyed with us. But like, can anybody really be mad if you're really just thinking objectively? from year to year about Jalen Brunson and his production. And then like all of a sudden January comes, he's having a great season, you go into the playoffs and then bam, he, he shows you he is a playoff player. Like, can you really blame Nico? Like at that point in time. And then also the, the contract they signed Dorian Finney Smith to. So at the trade deadline, you're, you're basically signing Jalen Brunson. You're signing DFS. Is there any real way that we could have moved off KP at that point in time with, with that calorie, uh, that salary that we signed? I don't know. 
<laughs> Isn't that a terrible answer? <laughs> no, no, because it, like since people want to have like revisionist history and say, oh, why didn't we make the moves? Why didn't we do this and this? Like we, we have to think like we have to think about the possibilities of if we sign Dorian and we sign uh, Jalen Brunson, were we going to be able to move off of KP during the trade deadline? And once the trade deadline had already come and gone, that's when Rick Brunson supposedly said that that's when the offer was off the table. That they I mean, won- I don't trust Rick Brunson for nothing. I had multiple people t- like tell me during the playoffs, like, cause you know, you, you, you've gone to, you've gone to games. Like the people who go to games are loyal and go to repeated games. There are multiple people who told me during the home games that they saw Rick Brunson being kind of odd during games. I didn't really think much of it. But, you know, it's like we're now seeing stuff from Chris Haynes, who who is just one of the most notorious – like, he's a reporter, okay? So and I just gave a, a spiel about reporters earlier. But, like, he is – when, when he, he's, like, really, really close with um, Damian Lillard. And so it's, like, it's always amazing to me when you read an article where it's, like, sources close to Damian Lillard say, and it's, like, dude – Dude, Damian Lillard told you this. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but he, he he just he said something earlier. I've talked to people in his circle, meaning Jalen Brunson, who think he has another level to reach that he just couldn't reach with Dallas because he played with the most ball dominant player in the league. Mmm. Mmm. Sure, Jan. <laughs> That's nasty propaganda. But yes, I don't like it. It makes me not like Brunson, and I don't believe that. But you that's that's just what we're dealing with. Like, honestly, Kirk, like, this is what I hear in spaces almost damn near every day, uh, like, during the regular season, trying to protect, like, what Mavs are and what mm. Luka is as a player. There's people that that are from other fan bases who watch Mavs games who say, oh, you're not going to win anything when you have a, a ball-dominant point guard and everybody else is just standing around waiting to get an open shot. And then, you know, this comes out, and that just amplifies that. Yeah, but I don't really care because those teams don't make the Western Conference Finals <laughs> now, do they? Nah. <laughs> but right? uh, they, they don't. <laughs> but uh, you but you're know, right. Like, that is the talk. Like, it, I, it's, it's worthy of, of bringing up. Most definitely. So. And and then it just makes me be like, damn, like how how more can I defend this uh, this pro- uh, against the propaganda? You know, you know, <laughs> and well, I mean, here's where it becomes extra frustrating for me is over the years. Our, our owner has said multiple times, that, like, guys are going to want to come play with Luca. And I tend to agree that they should. But there is a should. And then there is what has happened. And I don't know how to reconcile those two things. Exactly. And, you you know, like we we talk to a variety of people who have their own podcasts, who have their own spaces, and they kind of say the same thing. Like what like Zach Levine, is he really going to come to beat Lucas sidekick? Nope. Like he's just going to make all his own money. (laughs) Right. All these. These other players, they see this situation. They're like, do I really want to go play with Luca when I could just leave my own team? Like, maybe you could get a Kevin Durant 
maybe later on in the season, but you probably just lost your your last asset in order to obtain a Kevin Durant. Uh, Which I'd be okay with just because I love Kevin Durant, not for anything other than that. <laughs> but uh, like with Jaden Hardy, um, I believe CBA Maz and I just talked to Dwight a little bit earlier ago where – uh, I'm thinking about Jaden Hardy already because if Jalen Brunson is 100% out the door, most likely it's looking that way. <laughs> well, it probably is that way. Uh, but Jaden Hardy, you know, probably signing the mem, uh, two years. And if we offer him three, he gets uh, a little bit of that, uh, mid-level exception money. And then I'm just hoping that if Jaden Hardy becomes, um, competent, competent and he becomes maybe a starter it's just like okay i don't want to be in the same situation with that guy who is not only <laughs> a, a clutch uh client like that, that <laughs> you cannot mess that up you can't mess up Jaden hardy because i mean that's probably your last chance at getting any clutch client in, in sure. the, the building so um, as this might sting, we have to pivot now into building and filling out whatever roster we're going to fill out for the next year or so. So I'm, I'm ready for that. Like if this is it, um, I can't stress about it anymore. You, you know, it's going to be something that we're going to have to get over quickly and just reinvest ourselves into building a contending roster yep well you're the man jose i guess it is 9 30 so you're not staying up super late like normal and falling well, asleep uh, like you I, have before i mean this has got me like energetic like after an uh, hour and a half workout in the sun running Woo! and and then i still got energy now just because of this like this it's conversation called, it's called rage <laughs> is what it is not thank thank you so much jose do me a favor in the chat post your twitter handle people should follow jose he runs a space along with uh joss who was here but i think she might have pieced out um yeah I, it, uh, promo it as well uh you know we're we're thinking about starting a 30 minute space before free agency I believe Kirk is probably going to do a green room. After, I can't do this stuff during the day. My wife threatens oh. to murder me. Oh, okay. So 30 minutes before uh, free agency officially kicks off, you could join me, Rollo, and Jazz on 77 Spaces. I've seen Kenny uh, shouting oh, out. Legend. Uh, Kenny's me. coming up next. <laughs> so shout out to Kenny. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, just follow us. We'll be covering this and we'll be talking about free agents, uh, the free agent market as soon as this starts. So appreciate you, Kirk. Um, you know, talk to you later, man. <laughs> yep. Be good. Talk soon. Okay. Coming up next is a man. I'm not seen in the social space for quite some time. And I'm assuming it's because he had some real life things that happened. And plus he just didn't want to yell at everybody. But Kenny, how are you, my friend? What's hey. going on? I'm good. How you, you know, doing? I, I'm okay. I've settled into the home here in Dallas. I've, <laughs> I, I I got a second dog, like a true moron. Um, oh, nice. And I feel like I feel like a suburban house dad. So what's going on oh, with you? Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I took a little Twitter break. Just you know, I think I've been off Twitter for like a month, but um, I still go on every once in a while to check what y'all doing. But 
um, back to the mask. I may be in the minority on this, but I am a firm believer that if you have an unrestricted free agent upcoming, you have to trade him. You have to trade him. I know people want to say, oh, we didn't trade THJ. Well, THJ sucks. No one wants him. But an asset, you cannot, even if you, you're 99% positive he's going to come back, that 1%, you cannot let your second best asset go for nothing. You cannot. You you can't even put yourself in that situation. And I know people are going to say, oh, he only made $2 million. You're not going to get anything, you know, fair value. But anything value is better than nothing. You got to get a first round pick. You got to get a second round. You got to get something. You can't not let your second best player. I'm fine with Brunson leaving. So he earned the right to get and un- be an unrestricted free agent. Damn right. Right. Damn he can right. go wherever he wants. If he wants to go to the Orlando Magic for $5 million a year, that's his priority. That's his prerogative. He can do whatever he wants. So Mass fans being upset with him or mad at him, don't be. The Mass set up his contract this way, right? He can go wherever he wants. As soon as I heard Leon Rose's son was Jelly Brunson's agent, I started tweeting about trading. He's he, sure. he gone. Trade him. You got you, you. You cannot put yourself in this situation. And we're over the cap, even if we don't pay him a dime, right? But it, it's it's just bad asset management. You cannot let him walk for nothing. Yes, I see. We got a trip to the WCF. Yes, we did. But if you're telling me you expected to get to the Western Conference Finals before the playoffs started, you're a goddamn liar. Okay. All right. So I don't want to hear that, y'all. Nobody Jazz, probably was gonna I, get barely just, even. just just note I need to apologize to Jazz because I'm a shit and I can't say names correctly as Xavier can or or as I love to call him Xavier. Uh all I can't say anybody's name correctly, including Luka Doncic. I'm just terrible at this. So Jazz, you'll forgive me. <laughs> but back to Brunson. I'm happy for Brunson. He earned the right to go wherever he wants. Let him. Don't be upset with him. Some players, it's not all about money. His dad was in a the league. They got money. It's not about money. He wants to go where his dad is, where his agent's dad is, and just ball out and not have no responsibility. You know, I, I don't mind it. Even if he's making less money in New York, who cares? That's what he wants to do. Let him be happy. Some people, maybe he don't want to be second fiddle. He, he want to run the show. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Luca got the ball all game long. Some people, some people like Dorian Finney-Smith, where they just stand in the corner all game, they love it. But Brunson is more than that, and he's going to show it. Will he show it? I don't know. That's not for me to say. I hope he does. I hope he balls out. I want everybody to get their money, be happy, play where you want. He didn't force his way out of Dallas. He didn't demand to be traded. Nope. He didn't tank his value. He balled out for us, got us to the Western Conference Finals. Y'all want a playoff series. Yeah. Y'all should be thanking him and say, okay, I, I hope you ball out. Yeah, I think most people here are pretty are pretty happy yeah. with him. People that do this stuff are happy and, and in the sense of like happy for him. Right. I think you're gonna find, you know, and, and this is always the diff like I, I listen to the occasional podcast of like different stuff where it's like it's like a, you know, like a Star Wars fan cast, and like someone will start off by yelling about the racists that tweet mean shit Star Wars actors, and it's like well, okay, but like none of the people that do that shit are listening to this podcast. <laughs> so right. it's like all the people that do this stuff, it's like we're never gonna, you know, it's like we're 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 player friendly. 
I, I mm-hmm. and we are owner hating, and that's just right. the nature of this. All right, and I got one more thing to say. I want y'all to know that cap space is a lie. Okay, cap space mean cap space means nothing. The Knicks just got off of twenty million dollars in salary for two second round picks. Y'all tell me if they wanted to move Dwight Powell for nothing, they could. If they wanted to move Maxi for nothing, they could. Anybody came to be moved. Russell Westbrook was traded 17 times for $40 million. Anyone can be traded. So I don't want to hear about this luxury tax crap. If you want to get out of the luxury tax, trade Bertans, trade Dwight Powell. Yes, they both stink, but anyone can be traded. So I don't want to hear about this luxury tax. It ain't my money. I'm not paying a dime. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but the Mavs will be fine. Then we just get more minutes. And that Drogic's probably coming. But you know, we, we, the Mavs will be fine. I've been trying to tell y'all for years about Christian Wood. The boy is a beast. Defensively, eh, I wouldn't try if I played for the Rockets and Pistons either. So I don't hold that against him. Well, and if he doesn't work, <laughs> like let's say the like the the, se- the six plus years of bad habits and you know not you know just basically not being in a professional environment mm-hmm. have, have sort of sullied him. And that's not you know I, I'm I'm not criticizing. It's just you know we, mm-hmm. we've all worked with people who can't figure it out. Right. We, I don't mind it because it's still better than probably what they were going to get at 26. It's not oh, like Jake sure. LaRavia was going to help us. For sure, for sure. Man, I love Christian Wood. I'm telling y'all, the Mavs have not seen a player at that position with that athleticism since, like, he's like a super Brandon. He's like Brandon Wright, but 40% from three. He's going to be insane. He's dunking on everybody, shooting every Like, he can create his own offense. We haven't seen a big man that way since Dirk. I'm not saying he's dirt, but you know, no, no, I understand. But there's a lot, like, there's a reason he's everybody keeps giving him a chance because he's really talented. The dude is going to be a monster. Y'all just relax. The Mavs will be good. Y'all ain't never seen a player like this in Dallas. Trust me, the dude is going to be a monster. I gotta, I gotta go find this one because friend of the program, everyone's favorite happy guy, Dalton Trigg. He shared something about an hour ago. He said everyone is talking about replacing Jalen Brunson, but just from purely a scoring standpoint, they already kind of did with the Christian Wood trade. Exactly. Y'all need to go straight to jail with those takes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kenny, you're the best. Thanks for hanging out. All right, y'all. Don't matter. That's right. Go Mavs. All right. Coming up next, we have a, uh, a, a outside the pocket troll, my friend, Sam Svindiari, he of the light year podcast. What's going on, my guy. So I just, I need you to catch me up. Are we upset that Jalen Brunson is gone? Are we happy with like, you guys sound upset, but at the same time, I listen to you talk about Jalen Brunson all year. So I need to, I need you to walk me through where we're at emotionally. We're upset at the process. We are disappointed in that elements of things that feel like they were telegraphed from months ago came to fruition. And we are also coping with various stages of grief because at the end of the day, no matter how you feel about Jalen Brunson, they went from having Jalen Brunson to literally not having anything. I mean, I do agree he is better than an open roster spot. There is no mm. way around that one. No, like sources re- sources tell me my colleague Josh Bowe is going to be one of the bigs. And for y'all who don't know, Josh is like 6'8". Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Nice. So so does it actually – so this is something I'm trying to figure out from my selfish Warriors perspective. 
Does losing Brunson actually open up any sort of flexibility for the None. Mavericks? They were seven million over the cap before today. Not cap, I, the luxury tax. Excuse me. So they're still they they can't even generate the full. Nope, mid- taxpayer mid level at most. Oof. No, that is yeah. depressing. I, I can understand letting him walk if it opened up options to you know maybe go after Gary Payton the second and make the Warriors feel uncomfortable and pay for stuff. But well, I didn't t- understand that. So like there was a, there was the Mavericks are competing for Gary Payton the second, and I didn't understand how. Like what what was going on there? Do you have any input? I mean, look, he he could potentially get the tax pyramid level. I just I have no indication the Warriors won't match that. Well, how do the they thing. match it? The Warriors, you guys are paying like five hundred bajillion, you know, like like Adam Silver bucks. Like what is going on? You're not even allowed to go to Chase Center if you have an IPO. <laughs> like that's how. Um, it's it's uh that you are correct. Like it, it's a. It's a tolerance of the tax question with the Warriors. Shout out oh. Brian Windhorst, checkbook wings. But um, it, you know, the, the question is, I was under, the, I'm under the impression that like six million is not going to be the number that makes the Warriors walk away from. It. Maybe it is. Maybe it is because when you when you calculate in the tax, that's like thirty million. But we'll see. I hate you. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> you got anything else? <laughs> I said I appreciate no. you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You have a good evening. And um, none of this would have happened if uh, Leon Rhodes didn't randomly stumble upon Rick Brunson in like the 70s. So that's right. All right, be good. Talk to you soon. All right, coming up next. And remember, if you're vote, if you're if you're in line, stay in line. We're gonna get to you. All right, coming up next is Alex. How you doing, Alex? Alex's audio never seems to work. Alex, we can give you a second. You there? Okay. Alex, come back up here in a little bit. Um, let's go to my guy, Scott. What's happening? Mr. CBA Mavs. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm here. I'm good. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, hey, uh, my take my take is that this is actually – more Nico's fault than Donnie's fancy in a weird way. You know why? Because what alienated Brunson was us not, you know, us saying around whatever time it was before the season, during the season saying, Hey, you know what? We don't really want to sign you to that contract. We want to be flexible in case we need to trade you. And I know Donnie and Keith Grant really screwed it up by not giving the fourth-year player option instead making him, you know, non-guaranteed, which if you waive a non-guaranteed player, you don't get to keep the bird rights, and it doesn't make them RFA. So that's why he's not a restricted free agent because all second-round picks, they can only be restricted after the first, second, and third year one time. And after fourth season, you have to be on a rookie-scale contract to be restricted. So, if yeah, if if – Keith Grant and Donnie Nelson brain trust would have actually put the team option. Then yes, he would have been a restricted free agent last year after the disappointing Clippers season. And we would have signed him to some sort of contract and that's great. But I think he would resign here. If we hadn't, he would have already be under contract with the, with the extension at the max four fifty five. If we had just not wanted to like, Oh, maybe something better is going to come up in the future. So it really, 
I think it's half and half, man. Uh, people want to leave Nico untouched in this and say it wasn't his fault at all. Yes, he, he could he could totally have wrapped him up. So I, I guess he wanted to stay stay flexible to get rid of KP. But here's that, here's kind of my take. counter. I, I I listen to a ton of the Hoop Collective podcast, and I remember Tim McMahon specifically saying they did not want to offer him this extension because they thought he would turn it down. And so they didn't want to piss him off by even putting it on the table that has since shifted entirely. And I can't help, but assume that that narrative has changed because they're getting information from the very talkative and chatty and bizarre Rick Brunson. Now I'm making some assumptions here, so I could be very wrong. It's just something that stands out because Anybody that follows the Mavericks this closely, like we talked about this, where it's like, okay, well, it makes sense because they're going to make him whole in the offseason. He's not going to take a uh, four year, which is like, what is it? Like four, like it's like $13.7 million a season for an extension for four for 55. And look at him now, he's going to be making north of 25. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I guess I'm just trying to see. Who who who's the cause of this? I mean, it's Cuban. Sure. I, I you know I tweeted out and it went viral. It was like starting to go pretty fast that you know the Mavericks are receiving lowered luxury tax payments and zero extra cap space mm. in this trade. And it, it, it's true. I mean, we just we get to save money. I, I I don't see the upside. If if you want to offer him a five year at twenty two million, ten five years, hundred and ten million. And that's the max they've offered, and so the Knicks easily beat that with a four-year, hundred and seven million or whatever they're going to do. Then, what in the world are we thinking? Like, why not offer them five-year, hundred and twenty-five, five-year, hundred and thirty? Like, what's that extra fifteen million spread over five seasons going to do to his value? It's not really anyway. Anyway, it's it doesn't seem like it's a very smart decision unless uh, Hollinger tweeted out this crazy process where if they combine the Kimba deal the Noel and Burks to Detroit with the uh, Charlotte D oh, not with Charlotte part, but the, the Knicks part, then, then we could do a sign and trade and start him at 24.5 and it would net the, the Knicks a small TPE and it would net us, you know, a 12 and a half million dollar TPE, which of course we never use. <laughs> so I don't know why we would do that necessarily, but it, it, that's the, that's our, that's our top end hopefulness is that we could maybe get a TPE that we'll never use. And, you know, it just seems like roster building malpractice at this point. Well, I know you're really excited that you've written like 4,000, 5,000 words on stuff that is now poof. But I will tell you that I'm very grateful for it. I think the chat is too. Um, I know that during one of the 77 spaces earlier, or one of the space, one of the mad spaces earlier, they were referencing your Jalen Brunson sign and trade piece frequently. So we're all grateful for your work, even though no one on Twitter will actually read it. It's everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a lot of people, uh, you know, thanking me or whatever, and, and you know, I'm re- I'm really happy because a year and four months ago when I created this Twitter account, I was just looking at it the hellscape of. Mavericks Twitter, just all the dumb ideas and everybody talking about nonsense that was illegal. And I was like, you know what? I could make all these people unhappy if I informed them of the CBA. <laughs> well, I'm really glad. Thanks for joining us, buddy. I'm glad you're part of the team. See you, man.
All right. We're coming up on uh, 105 minutes. Oh, no, we're past 105 minutes, and we still got at least 25 people wanting to talk. So let's keep going. Coming up next is Jason. How are you, Jason? I am doing okay. Um, you sound sad. <laughs> I am currently in the phase of trying to think of all the reasons why this is going to be good. Well, I'll give you one. You want to know what that reason is? Shoot. Luka Doncic, he exists. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, I think the argument for, like, like regardless of whether we sign Boston or not, there's no flexibility added. Um, right. I think that, you know, this report that, I don't know, if it's true, if it's coming from Jalen or whoever else about, you know, he can't reach his quote unquote true potential or whatever the case is playing next to Luca. Um, you know, I, I think that that is, if he stays or if he did stay, I think that would always be a question because Luca is so ball dominant. And I think any player playing next to him is, who thinks that they could be better can always make that argument. So, you know, I, I just, I was always, it sat, it sat weird with me, the idea of paying 25 and like, say what you will about, but it wouldn't have added anything to luxury, whatever the case is. Um, I don't know. It always just sat weird with me. I think that, um, I know it's going to set us back um, considerably just because we lose talent for nothing. Yep. Um, but, uh, again, I'm at the point where I'm just trying to rationalize. And, you know, I don't think a small guard who isn't particularly great at defense um, is the greatest running mate next to Luca. Um, I've heard – obviously unrealistic at this point, but uh, talks about like Mavs looking at a player like Malcolm Brogdon, which I don't even know how they would try to finagle or, I mean, rob the Pacers of him. Uh, <laughs> assets we have to do that with, but... No, I mean, this is not going to be a sign trade. It's done. Like, this is yeah, done. Yeah, we are no, cooked goose. Not not necessarily with Brunson, but maybe something else. Who, who knows? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the... I, I just mean the prototype or the, the, the player type of Brogdon, a bigger guard, efficient, can defend. I think that is going to be the best running mate for Luca long term. And so I just, I, I, and I thought that from the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of, again, like I said, I'm just on this on this path of trying to rationalize why this in the long term uh, will be a good thing. And I, that's, I'm just going to go with my gut when after our first season with Luca, that a big guard who is efficient and can defend is the best guy to play next to Luca. And I don't think Jalen was ever going to be that because he wasn't going to, he's going to turn 26. He's not going to grow anymore. Um, yeah. Unless he put on three inches, he was never going to be the player that I envisioned with Luca. So that's just me. I'm trying to rationalize. So uh, let me let me uh, live in some 
<laughs> I love it. No, I'm, I, I completely understand, Jason. Thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate you. All right. Let's see here. Who we got next? We got my man, Henry, who's been waiting for a while. How you doing, Henry? Man, you know, dead inside when it comes to Mavs free agency. Same old, same It's old. lovely, isn't it? I mean, I got to say, like, it. It's making me giggle a little bit seeing some folks a little sad and act like the sky's falling. I mean, it's not like there's no precedent for this ever happening with the math, right? Right. You know, I've never been sad like this. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like, the narrative that's annoying me the most is uh, you and Jose talked about it earlier. It's like this whole idea that, oh, you know, uh, Luke is a high usage rate guy, like, you know, Jalen uh, wants to run the show somewhere else. It's like, you, you got to stop the cat, man. I need that Steve Rogers music. What a great call. For anybody who doesn't know what Henry's referring to, he's referring to the absolutely spectacular Ringer podcast uh, feed, the, the Ringer verse, uh, where, and he's talking about the Midnight Boys, who is, <laughs> that, that is, is, I mean, high key, the greatest podcasting group right now. I just love it. Anyhow. Um, Man, I don't know. I'm just so bleh about all this. I mean, I'm I'm happy for Jalen. Like, yeah. go get, go get that bag. Like, he definitely earned it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna be on a team with Julius Randle. No floor spacing. Like, I mean, I, I'm not rooting for the Knicks to fail, but I mean, Jesus, man, he, he's kind of set himself up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, I got seventy-seven reasons to not trip about this, so we'll be we'll be good. Love it. We'll talk soon, okay, Henry? Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. All right, let's fly, folks, because we're approaching two hours, and Kirk's getting tired. She she, my friend, what is going on? Hit that unmute button. Tell us what you got. Got to pull pull oneself oh. out of the chat. There All we right. go. I didn't realize I was. <laughs> I'm a bet. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add to the conversation. We'll just say that I'm extremely, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling hurt over here. Um, definitely disappointed. I think it, it probably hurts the most because for the first time in a very long time as a Mavs fan, after we reached the Western Conference Finals, um, there's a feeling of hope. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we're, we're thinking that we're about to go into this next season with some continuity, um, getting, you know, Wood, and obviously with the expectation that um, Brunson was going to be resigned. Um, there were just like some really, really high expectations heading into this next season um, in a Western Conference that was expected to get just much, much stronger all across the board with some incredible players coming back from um, the injury list. Bingo. So, yeah. It's a, it's, 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 a, it, I think that Mavs, like, I, I, I think that Mavs fan would, I, let me just talk for myself. I can't speak for nobody else, but I think that I would probably feel a lot better about the situation if, Dallas, the Mavericks specifically, because the Cowboys have absolutely no trouble attracting, <laughs> like attracting like big name free agents. Um, they're always on like the desired list in terms of like big name free agents, uh, uh, football players. Um, 
But yeah, I think that I would feel personally a lot better about the situation if the Mavs had, you know, a shit ton of draft capital, um, some cap space, or at the very least, uh, had the ability to track to attract um, big name free agents. But the reality is that we're lacking in all of those. Um, and so yeah, so that's why it's kind of a, it's definitely a hard a hard pill to to swallow because. Um, we're limited in, in what we can do, at least for like the next couple of seasons or so. Um, and so, yeah, you just, you, it, it leaves a lot in the air. Um, I just, you have to like reset your expectations. And I think that's really the, the hard part about that. You have to go from like, damn, we're about to be, you know, competing for a damn, excuse my language, everybody, but. No, no, cursing for- is good. Feels good. <laughs> But yeah, but you go from like, damn, we about to be, we really about to be up there with them boys <laughs> um, to, to really having to like lower, extremely lower your expectations because there are just too many unknown variables heading into the season. We don't know what the Wood and, and, and Luca pairing is realistically going to look like, right? Because those guys have never played together. There's a an, an adjustment period. Um, Wood is definitely going to be in a new role because he was that guy in Houston and now it's, it, it's not necessarily going to be expected to be um, that necessarily. Um, but uh, THJ is uh, Tim Hardaway is coming back from injury. I'm sorry. I'm using like Twitter acronym. <laughs> right. Anyway, I know I'm talking over really long, so I apologize. We got to get my ass up off this mud, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm feeling. I, I want to retain some hope, but I'm going to be honest. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, a tad bit hopeless right right now. Let's let's see what Nico. I'm, I'm gonna give Nico some grace because um, I think it's deserved. I will also say that I'm not in you know too too angry at at Brunson. I know it's you know generally in these situations it's very very easy to get angry at the player. Yep. Um, but in this instance, just like with the Amari Amari Cooper situation, right? Amari was wanting to stay in Dallas. They traded his ass away. With Brunson, and I can't get mad at him for that because uh, it wasn't his choice. Uh, with Brunson, I, you know, I cannot get mad at him because he was the consummate professional. He honored his contract. He went to work every single day. He wasn't a negative energy adding to a toxic work environment. Um, and he really gave it his, his his absolute all each and every night. And too many times in these situations, we see players. Force their ways out. Uh, are they? You know, it's just it's it's obvious. Like productivity, it's it's obvious that they that they won't out of their situation. Um, and for those re- reasons alone, I I can I, I have to give I have to wish wish Jalen the best of luck. I ain't gonna ride for him no more. But at the very least, I I'm, I'm not I'm not cursing him, right? But anyway, so that's that's really it. I'm, I'm gonna give Nico some grace because he has ha, has made some legitimate moves. I am also not going to um, blame him significantly, like some people want to, uh, for for not signing Jalen to that to that extension into a situation with a lot of bad contracts. Um, and so I think it's natural in, in that sort of instance to be um, a little bit more cautious um, and not wanting to. I just I, I I can under I can I can there's there's a justification for for some of the moves right. Um, right. But anyway, my bad again for over. Why you're great. I always love it when you join. Thanks for hanging out. 
yeah, I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, yeah, I always, no one ever apologizes for coming up on the stage. I love talking to you people. This is a, a great time for me. And plus, like, and let's be clear here. The, the ringers, uh, J.J. John Straczynski, talking all things New York and all, and you guys have heard that fucking spiel on their ads. He's he's running the room as well, and we're whipping their ass. They have 75 people. We have 300. So, hi. All right. Let's, uh, Alex, let's try you again. How you doing, buddy? Can you talk? Ah, okay. Uh, Alex is still not able to talk. Don't know why. And then uh, Holden just reminded me of uh, a story I promised I would tell. So I want to relate something. You know, we're at the two-hour mark. Things are getting weird. Let's just keep going. Um, when I was in high school, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I had, I had precisely zero luck with girls. I had like one girlfriend in four years, and then when I was a senior, a girl I crushed on forever, forever. And I hope she listens to this podcast, Melissa. Hope you, hope you hear this. Um, I asked her to prom, and she said yes. And I was thrilled, you know, just, just pumped, pumped. And then I heard probably two weeks beforehand that she had told a number of people that the only reason she said yes to me is because she knew I would like basically spend money on her and treat her nice and that sort of thing. And that she didn't give a shit about me at all. And I bring this, uh, and, and, and so, you know, I, I broke it off in a rather public fashion, embarrassed the shit out of her. It was great. Uh, I, but the point was like, I processed my grief quickly. And I want to bring this up in relation to free agency because we're hearing about this before Thursday at five o'clock. We have two full days to hear about all this. Okay. We have two full days to process, to make excuses, to have reactions to something we didn't really have a say in to begin with and to move on from Jalen Brunson and to cleanse ourselves and head into free agency. So Henry says, I must be dead inside. I am not dead inside. I married a hot lawyer who makes more money than me and allows me to do bullshit like this. Um, anyhow. All right. Let's go to who's next. Sam, you've been waiting a long time. How you doing, Sam? What an incredible avatar. <laughs> what do you got? Hit the unmute button for us and talk to us. The mute button is on the main page outside of the chat if you cannot find it. Uh, I'm going to bring you back up here in a second and we'll figure this out. Coming up next then is Austin. How you doing, Austin? Austin, another great profile pick. Are you able to talk here? Maybe not. Okay. We'll go to somebody else. Um, we're just going to start flying through people. Derek, you're reliable man with an incredible half zip. What's going on? Oh, thanks, Kurt. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's going. What's up? I feel you. Uh, well, I'm just celebrating this night, eating just some uh, – I heated up some pizza. <laughs> it got, uh, I've got me a beer here. <laughs> See, this is better because we're normally doing this like 2 in the morning. Like this is good. It's I 10. Good. We're fine. You know, I, I think I may have mentioned before, I'm on the Eastern time zone. So, you know, it's only 11 o'clock here compared to, you know, like the – 1 a.m., 2 a.m., we were hitting there in the playoffs. So. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. Brutal. Oh, I was dying. Brutal. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. The, man, the only thing I got to say, uh, you know, as soon as Jalen's dad, you know, came on board in New York, it was just – I took that as a sign like, hey, man, this, this is probably going to be it for Jalen <laughs> with Dallas. Uh, it, you know, with his agent being there too, like, 
you know, his camp kind of formed there. And I said this in the chat, chat, like, you know, you know, between those two, you know, I, I just don't, I, you know, Jalen at 20, almost 27 per year uh, on that contract, like, they must have really uh, sold him, you know, besides Jalen selling himself in the playoffs, I guess. But, like, that that contract's going to be crazy for them. Um, you know, obviously it hurts us in the short term. Uh, but, you know, I know, I know CBA Mavs has been, like, really on the – sign Jalen to whatever he wants to kind of kind of get him back um you know and obviously if if Jalen wanted to be back he he probably would have been back but at the same time like um it's almost it's almost one of those contracts where you're like well if he's leaving he he must really want to go there (laughs) and it's like what what else can you do you know yeah I I mean that very much seems to be the case is he and I hate this because it's like you're you're dealing with competing information in the sense of, you know, you see Tim McMahon saying, okay, they were topping out at five for 110. And then you see that the, the Knicks are offering four for 110, which is a vastly different amount of money. And then you also see from Tim Cato that this has been sort of a thing for weeks. And like, it's like, when did all this happen? When, and so, it, like, that element of it is very challenging for me because if if it happened weeks ago and we're all just sort of dealing with it, you know, and Jason notes it happened before the draft. I think it might have happened even further back. And I hate the way it was it was petered out to us where, you know, I told my story above where it's like, you're, you know, the, the nonsense high school story where it's you're getting elements of it a, a chunk at a time. And if it's already all done, why do they have to get to that point? I, I don't know. I It yeah. just sucks to hear like this. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, and it's, it's not like the Knicks didn't have a chance to like draft Brunson back when he was available or even like when the KP trade happened, you know, if they were really, really interested in Brunson, they could have asked for him to be included in that trade. I'm just saying, you know, the Knicks, it just seemed like until this year, it was just like, you know, it, it was all, it, you didn't really hear a whole lot. And then it, and then this year it came and it was like, oh, okay. You know, they see Brunson, you know, finally starting and like doing something. And then agent dad comes in. And it's just a whole, a whole nother mess, you know, and I've seen Brunt, you know, this Brunson thing being compared to Nash and it's like, it's, it's, it's almost, it's completely different, you know, and, you know, you know, Nash left, obviously, you know, the being paid more is a similar component in both circumstances, but um, I don't know. It just seems like this situation is a little bit different with Brunson, you know, kind of having almost a pressure, like, for, you know, his dad being their agent, you know, it's like, it, it's just the kind of a perfect situation. He's got his own camp in, in New York basically now. So, um, 
it's just frustrating. <laughs> I'm with everybody else, but I feel that Derek. Well, thanks for hanging out tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kurt. All right, we're going to go once more with feeling to Alex, who says he's going to try this with headphones. Alex, what about now? Got to check your audio input. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> Still isn't working for you, is it? All right. Sorry, my friend. Um, Mac, what's up, my guy? What's up? How are you doing? I'm okay. Just made my third drink, so we're, uh, you know. I'm either going to be much better or much worse. There's really no in between. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the third beer as well. Um, been kind of in and out of the uh, the live. I've uh, been taking care of some things, but um, yeah, it was uh, kind of confirmed today. Um, but I, I I wanted to say this. I kind of looked like I saw some stuff on Twitter. Um, I think you probably saw it too. Like back right after the playoffs, when like Brunson got that jersey signed by everyone. <laughs> that's like such a foreboding moment if you read it this way now oh i know like looking i think i saw somebody quote tweeted or something um and i was just like wow like that's literally just like foreshadowing um but again i think that um you know i'm trying to make myself feel better um because like losing the asset like your second best player it's always tough but i think when i look at the mavs prior to this I think it'd be hard to view Jalen Brunson as the second best player. Um, but I think he gave you a means to get that second best player. So that makes it tough. Um, but yeah, it's been a bad couple, bad couple days to be a Mavs fan. We were so happy after the Christian Wood thing. <laughs> and then now it's this, it's, 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 I don't, you know, there's still like a seat. There's still a floor, and I'm not so drunk as to as to act like like Jaden Hardy has. You know, those of you who keep doing this are mad people, and I respect your optimism. But um, I've lived through the Josh Green years and the Justin Anderson years, and basically people with J names not coming up to to, <laughs> to par except for Jalen Brunson. And so I'm just I, I don't have a ton of hope at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I do think that. I think, like, I did hear you talking some stuff about, you know, like Rick Brunson um, and just kind of the way it seems. Like, it, it to me, it seems like even if Jalen was offered, the, like, a 5 for 125 or a 5 for 130, just seems like his heart's been set to go to New York. Um, and that it was, like, the more stuff you're hearing and conflicting reports that, you know, the Mavs have known about this for weeks, it just makes it feel like um, there wasn't much to be done. On the Mavs front, which makes me feel, um, I don't know, a little better. I think long-term I'll feel better. I think short-term I feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hate that. That's how I feel. Because I think when it, when it first started, like, okay, the Knicks are gaining a lot of momentum, I'm thinking, okay, well, if we don't improve, like what's going to happen in three years with Luka? I think that's just, like, where the negativity goes straight to. But – I think in the long run, um, I'll feel a lot better about this than I do as of now. Yeah, I completely understand. Well, thank you for joining. You got anything else you want to get off? Promote promote your, uh, your show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, no, I was just going to say I don't have anything else. Don't want to keep you too long. Um, but appreciate the, uh, the platform. Sure thing, Mac. Talk soon. Will do. All right. 
Man, I have a now just a one page, so we're going to see how it goes. At, uh, Austin, how are you? What's Hello. going on? Are you able to talk this time? Can you hear me? There we go. You can hear me okay? I can. Great. Uh, yeah, I've been listening this whole time, but uh, thanks for bringing me up. Um, I was just going to say for the Brunson thing, I think uh, I think long-term this is probably a good thing. It just kind of sucks to lose a player like that in the short term. But it's also kind of like a repeated history with the Mavs, it seems, where they go, they're confident going into the offseason. Every time. Work out. Yeah, so I, it's something where it just feels like they have bad information every time. And that's the thing where it's like, okay, if you lose Brunson for nothing – you have to hope that they can sign a player just as good as them or better, hopefully better. Um, because like the roster they have right now, it probably isn't good enough to win unless, you know, Luca carries them, but. Could you repeat the end there? It cut out for me just so. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, like they're going to have to, like if they're not able to sign us, you know, a player like obviously they they want a second star next to Luca, so they're gonna have to hope that they can get lucky and land one. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna and someone's gonna have to actually like want to say they want to come here, and I just I don't know, I just yeah. don't know. Yeah, that that's that's the the, the issue is like the, the maps haven't had a good um, history of attracting free agents, so you kind of want to sign your own guys. That's right? correct. That's correct. Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, no problem. All right, talk soon. Um, also, guys, do me a favor. Go tweet at me any Mavericks-related rumors. I'm trying to update our rumor mill post for the casuals out there. Um, coming up next, my buddy Leo. How you doing, man? Oh, one more time, Leo. There we go. Oops, my bad. Um, you know, just trying to not lose my mind and going through the stages of grief, but... I would like to just ask a question or a couple questions. Uh, is losing Jalen Brunson for nothing? Was it in your mind? Was it worth going to the Western Conference Finals? Ooh, I really thought about that. Kind of like a Sophie's Choice. No, no, but okay. Just because I, I like what we're what we've set ourselves up for is is a level of expectation that is hard to match. That's why. <sighs> and. I don't. I I've kind of made it inside my head to where I'm like, this is okay. This could have been worse, and maybe we've bought ourselves some time with Luca, saying, showing him we can make do with lesser pieces, and maybe it's not a good sign for the rest of the league and the rest of the players that the only player that's actually signed by with the Mavericks past a second contract is Luca that we've drafted. So mm. that's not great. I mean, it's and, hard to do. Like it's sort of overrated how many times guys second contracts because you just expect lottery picks to do something but I, I i agree it's very frustrating no no and the lady who came up here i mean no offense to this talking about how the cowboys can get a free agent since when i'm 22 years old since when i've not seen that in my lifetime Cow- to be a cowboy talk. fan Look, uh, and to be a cowboy fan and to lose randy gregory to free agency while having him at home as well frustrating See, that's why you want to be a Chiefs fan like me. I'm just kidding. What else you got, Leo? Well, I will say the wired take. I can't believe someone – I can't believe the guy who made the Jay-Z reference didn't say this, but it's it's 77 reasons to have confidence in Jalen Brunson isn't one. Mm. Mm. 
Good job. And Leo just leaves. Frank. Frank, how you doing? Hit the unmute button for us and tell us what's up. Oh man, I I'm I'm a few drinks in, but So am I. We're doing well. I'm I'm frustrated with Brunson because we we draft we drafted him and to not at least get the sign and trade, um I'm frustrated with that. And I get it. It's not um it's not our it's not our money, it's Cuban's money, it's is he worth the max, is he not worth the max? I personally um, don't think that it's worth a max. Again, it's not my money. So if that's what it takes to retain them, you want to retain your talent, keep it. But I'm just kind of more frustrated because I, 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 we take Brunson as a Villanova is a great school. We take him as his player, national player of the year, several championships at high school. He's, I think uh, he was on the old man on the three podcast. Yep. He said he'd never had a uh, losing season until that rookie season. So now you want to go with New York to follow your dad and it seems like you you like playing second fiddle with I mean you're second fiddle to your dad so you don't you don't want to do it here with Luca so I'm yeah I'm gonna be frustrated at the player because it's the player's choice it's, he's an unrestricted free agent so I have my opinion every right to be frustrated with him as as a fan but that's that's where I'm at I don't really like I said I'm a few drinks in too so Robbie Robbie tweets Jalen Brunson would be the 14th highest paid point guard in the NBA if he's paid that 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 math doesn't make sense. There's only 50 people that make 30 plus million in the league. So so show me show me that math again, my friend. Ah, oh, Frank, I, I hear you though. Uh, I'm I'm very frustrated as well, but I, I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they pivot and hopefully we can have like a three hour green room on Thursday night when we see what's up. Yeah, let, let's see what happens. But uh, till then, thanks thanks for bringing me up, and thanks for following you on Twitter. This is my first time up on here, and I've always listened in whenever I can. And almost well, thank every... you for joining. I'm glad I'll yeah. come back. I hope it's fun. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Every morning when I'm downloading the podcast, it sure is. So thanks I'm, for having me up. I'm glad to hear that. So when Derek was on stage, I was listening to Derek, and my wife was also talking to me. And she was just like, sure, keep doing it as she's staring daggers at me. So we'll see how this goes. All right. <sighs> Jean-Pierre, how are we doing? Welcome to the show. Hit the unmute button. What do you got for us? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? Love, love the content as usual. Um, let's just say that the Mavericks don't make any more moves besides sign Goran, Dragic, and uh, get an MLE player, maybe like a Hardenstein. Do you think Spencer moves into the starting lineup or is uh, THJ starting? Ooh, that's a fun question. I suspect they try a mix of both. So Hardaway, Hardaway quietly grew to become one of my favorite players. And when he went on the JJ Reddick podcast, he talked about how he loved, how he grew to kind of love coming off the bench in the sense of the crowd gave him specifically a huge cheer. Um, so I would like to see a mix of both. I mean, Tim has to figure out how to play defense. Like Tim is a garbage fire of a defensive player. There's some gif. I want to say Dalton Trigg had it where it's like, there's him like spinning in circles cause he doesn't know where to go. But defense is often about effort in so much as it is, um, scheme. 
And so, you know, if, if they could get Davis Bertans to do crazy weird things on defense and turn Dwight Powell into a functioning player, Tim Hardaway's a, a, an athlete. So, so maybe we can get something there. And also, frankly, Spencer needs to play better defense. So I, I'm looking forward to either. That's a fun question. I like that. Yeah. Cause they're both, I mean, they both have height and I mean, they're not the slowest. So it's just like, is the effort want to go on offense more or. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I would like to see whatever makes anyone happy because there's, you know, right now, um, like my current, you know, taxpayer mid-level exception hope, and I can't believe we're here, is is David Hartenstein or Hartenstein, however the heck you say his name. So there's like little moments of what I'm expecting from this team next year. And if Luca comes in, you know, I think we sort of forget this, but like 2019-2020 Luca was God mode <laughs> until he hurt his ankle. Like they were crushing teams. So I'm like, if he comes into shape looking like he looks right now, where he looks like a cartoon, maybe the Mavericks will just roll people and we can laugh at Brunson as he fumbles in New York and has to pass to, to Julius Randall. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree. Yeah. Cause I don't know what, I mean, maybe Nico works some magic with some trades, but you never know. You know, we Mavs fans always get our hopes up, but then we always make minimal, minimal stuff happen during free agency. So, and yet they kind of fail up, and it's lovable. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Have a good night. All right, you too. All right, Max, what's up? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? It's going. What do you got? I, something I really don't get about the money side of things is that even if we, even if the Knicks do pay Brunson, like whatever their number is, like four, one ten, I, I, I don't see how with the taxes in New York, how that's going to come anywhere close to what he'd get in Dallas. Oh, it's not. Well, I don't know, because you pay taxes based on where you play. So it's not necessarily New York. So you pay. 42 or 41 games in New York, and then you pay 41 games of taxes distributed through wherever you're playing those games. So the tax situation is kind of always, um, it's kind of always overstated. Hmm. I don't know. Plus, plus just like the everything, every other aspect of living in New York um, is pretty rough. I mean, the media, you know, the second he has a poor performance, the media is going to eviscerate him. You know, Ricky from Brooklyn is going to call into WFAN and just scream about how, um, you know, I mean, they were like that with KP as well. The New York media is not for the faint of heart. I'm a Mets fan, so I know just how terrible the media is to to a, a player that's underperforming. And, you know, I... I know JB is a professional, and I'm sure he has thick skin after you know, every every everyone that's flamed him in the past. But you know, it, it sucks to see see my boy go through that if if that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, all I can hope for is sort of like a laughing, hoping, tampering investigation because like all this stuff is just out in the open now. Part of the reason why we have this moratorium is for the business year. And anybody that has, and, and I don't mean to be insulting because I work for a nonprofit, so everyone forgive me. 
there's an element of like, if you've never given a shit about financial year clothes, like you probably don't know why this stuff matters, but almost all this stuff has to do with like the league closing their business books and then opening the next year. So it's like, they don't want this stuff out in the open. And that's why I don't think like tampering ever really matters. It's mostly an instance of, uh, of irritation because they don't want this stuff out there because they want to be able to say, this is like the hard close of this year and the open of next year. But so it's just like, I don't think any of it is going to matter at all. So. Yeah. I um, mean, ultimately we'll see what happens. You know, I, I wish JB the best. Maybe the Knicks have developed some like secret spine lengthening technology and he'll, he'll walk on the court at the beginning of next season and he's going to be six, seven. Um, but you know, all, all power to him. JB will always JB will always have a place on the 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 American Airlines Center court. Love it. Thanks so much. Take care, Kurt. All right. Coming up next, uh, Grayson. How you doing, Grayson? Hey, Kirk. Um, yeah, I know you got a ton of people, so I'm just gonna fire off some. Tips. No, no. Do you have a soliloquy? Because because I, I I need to to take care of something for like two for like a minute and a half. Or do you, do you yeah, have it ready? I can go. I can go. Oh, let's hear it. Let's 100%. go. Okay. So like we, I haven't heard a lot of it tonight. I don't think it's like a real issue, but I really don't appreciate seeing Jalen Brunson slander. Like this dude got paid next to nothing for like four years. And he was a huge part of this playoff run and like put up 40 points in a playoff game. Like he has earned the right to just, you know, make this step in his career. And I know like, I don't know if like, Sometimes I just think that we need to remember that like that basketball is important and these guys take it really seriously, but they also have lives and stuff. And like being a 20, like making $27 million per year in like New York city. And like, I mean, New York city, like, I mean, like that's, that's a draw for like a lot of young people. And I don't think like a lot of people would say no to that. Like, I think there is like also a personal side to this on top of the fact that like, his agent and he has like agent connections with, you know, like family or I don't, there's like some, there's like some connections there. I'll just say that. Um, and like, man, I do agree though, that the New York media is just so scary, man. Like I hope I'm sure he's ready for that. And I'm, and I'm, he's, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders, but yeah, I mean, what's really sad about this is that Knicks fans don't seem to really even want him that much. Like, I don't know. My best friend is a New York Knicks fan, uh, but he's more of a casual fan and he's excited about it. But a lot of the stuff I've seen on Twitter is like, they don't seem very happy about it, um, which is sad to me. Cause I love Jalen Brunson. Like he's awesome. Well, because smart basketball fans know that a six, one guard who doesn't shoot a lot of threes and doesn't get to the free throw line and has really interesting footwork is a, is a fascinating piece. He's not the piece. Right. And I mean, I don't know. I came up here like a, like a week ago and I was like, there's no way he goes to New York. Like, I don't get it. I don't see it. Like there's like, and I was in a very different place then. I think we all were, but um, yeah, I mean, like I, I get it a little bit. Like I know this seems maybe selfish, but to a guy that plays point guard, being the lead guard might be something that he wants to do, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to slander him for wanting to have the ball more in his hands. Like, like if that's the case, and I do hate that narrative that surrounds Luca and I think it keeps players from coming here, but like, you know, if he wants to have the ball more then like this decision makes sense for his career and like, I mean, does it, 
Julian, Julius Randall and 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 our other guy, um, uh, too drunk to RJ Barrett. Barrett, like stinky. Those dudes shoot a lot. Yeah, I mean, but like those guys no disrespect to those guys, but they together aren't Luca. Like I mean, they may actually they probably they may have a higher usage percentage than Luca, but like Luca is getting to like a forty percent usage rating in the playoffs still, like four years in. Like and I know the regular season is different, but I don't know, man. Like I just watched Jalen Brunson drop forty points in a playoff game and like the Jazz were imploding, but that doesn't mean they're a bad team. Like I I just don't know. Like Does it? I, uh, I mean, he got lucky. Donovan Mitchell can't play a late defense. <laughs> Bear looked like at that point he was ready to just be done and leave. And I mean, we know now that Quinn Snyder was like, "Yeah, I'm good. Thanks anyway." Um, so yeah, I mean, he got a little lucky there. But like, I I really like Jalen Brunson, and I'm just like, I'm gonna keep going. Like, there, you guys need to stop slandering Jalen. You also need to stop stop slandering Jake Fisher. Like. Really, guys, come on! Like, the, I don't think a lot of people in this chat are doing it again. Nah. Like, I feel like I'm preaching. No, I was I was soliloquizing to no one, and I'm going to get heat for that later because I went at a a different series, and it's not it's literally not one person. It's like five people that I could argue with about like like the sort of. Uh, I've seen I, it. I've seen you the know. tweets you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, me and they are. I'm not. I'm not the same anymore. No, it's fine. Um. But, like, okay, so what this means for the Mavericks besides, like, what we need to do to the roster, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but, like, that narrative about Luka, like, he he, he has the ball all the time, and, like, you know, you don't want to play with him. Like, if, if JB goes to New York and balls out and is really good, and, like, they vote him into the All-Star team because it's, like, this crazy market, like, that narrative around Luka is going to massively increase. But if if he goes to New York and doesn't play well, then people are just going to say, oh, Luka just made that dude a bag. You know, and that's going to incentivize people to come here more. That's Those are the kind of things that I'm thinking about at this point. I mean, obviously, like, I don't feel good about losing JB at all. Like, it sucks. It really, really sucks. But this situation is just so, so weird. Um and like personal and I just don't I'm not gonna pretend that like I know what's going on behind it the is it is personal because when a guy grows up in your organization and his dad comes to playoff games and starts acting a fool, which is a thing that has happened. Okay. It, it, it it's just like what are you gonna do? Like, I love Jalen. I'm really happy for Jalen. Jalen Brunson is not Luka Doncic. And and it's like, oh, well, you know, Chris Haynes is out there, you know, oh, well, we think he has another level to go to. Is he going to get to that level with the Knicks? Good luck. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? I, I'm i rooting for him, though. Like, if I if I wake up one day and Jalen Brunson is an all-star, I'm going to be happy for him. Like, I know maybe that's yes. not something a lot of people Good take. hear. But, like, I still – he – I mean, we paid him what, like, four million dollars to play here like or like five six million for four years. <laughs> right. like i mean i i'm not gonna slander him for not wanting to for wanting to go to new york city over dallas texas where it's 103 degrees at 2 a.m like sorry uh i i get it you know yeah uh, that's the last thing i'll say about jb i'll just the last small point i want to make is lucas career is like super 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 following that 2000 
like 2007 LeBron path. Like it's, it's a little weird at this point. Like they didn't make it to the finals this year, but they did lose to the, they like, they made a deep playoff run. They lost to the champions and then they, they lose maybe the second best player on the team in free agency to like blatant franchise contract malpractice. Like it, I, I'm talking about Boozer for those who don't know. Yeah. But, um, like it's just weird, <laughs> and, I, and I don't know if that kind of stuff matters. But like as a as a Luka Doncic like just to a fault like diehard, if he like, I think he is on a trajectory to leaving Dallas right now objectively, and I yep. and I I hope that that doesn't happen. But like, if I'm sitting here in three years and Luka's you know wanting out, and I don't think he's the kind of guy that requests a trade, but even if he does, it's like okay, like, you, you've you watched them just fuck up, like, constantly for, like, four years already. Like, I wouldn't have a, a ton of faith in the in the front office to put a team around him together. And maybe, like, that's super pessimistic of me, but I just think, like, these guys are real people and they think about these things and, like, these, these things matter. Like, so maybe Nico Harrison has magic i mean hey did you watch the jj reddick podcast that they dropped this morning draymond green said the mavericks were quote a threat but not a problem that's just interesting but then he talked about um talked about nico he said he like he shouted out nico in his time at nike and then he talked about um i think dudley in the front office it was really interesting, actually. It was like they, they talked about the maps for like three minutes just randomly. You know, and Green Green says many things is where I where I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean it's just like I don't that's I that's as ringing of an endorsement as you're ever gonna get from Draymond, if I'm honest. Like he's not gonna say a nicer thing about another team than that. Um like he said that if you have Luka Doncic, you probably have the best player in the series. Like, right. I mean, that kind of stuff matters. Like, if he is saying that, then that means that the narrative around Luca for the players in the league is shifting. Hopefully, I hope. And I, these things matter. So that's all I'm saying. And I'll shut up now. And like, but this is a narrative league, guys. Like, this is a narrative-driven league. So like, these things matter so much. All right. Anyway, I'll shut up now. Nope. Thanks, Racing. Talk soon. All right. Let's go to. Isaac, what's up? And we're gonna get to everybody who's hanging out. I don't mind. It's our, you know, it's we've already been here two and a half hours. What's ten more minutes? What's up? How's it going? It's my first time here. Welcome. You sound great. Thanks for joining. I appreciate you. Sweet. So the reason why I wanted to come on is I heard you uh, wanted uh, Isaiah Hardenstein on the uh, MLE. I mean, I, I, right? I, I'm pissing in the wind at this point. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? Okay. <laughs> it, okay. So I'm on the. So I, I'm a Bulls fan, but I also like I am I'm a Bulls fan, but I like uh I like Luca a lot. So I, I follow the Mavs as like my second team, I guess. But personally, just you know, coming from the Bulls fan who has invested like thirty something million in Nikola Vucevic, I just don't think like investing about because you already have eleven million in Wood, uh ten or something like that in Powell. So investing thirty million in a center, uh especially that one that's gonna be like twenty five minutes max, isn't my like preference. I think what I would do is maybe try to go mid-level exception on a guard, uh, 3 and D wings, something like that. Like Gary Harris from Orlando, maybe. Uh, I think the most interesting name that has some We don't have the full MLE. We only yeah. have the taxpayer. So right. isn't it significantly less than the than the MLE? I think it's like $6 million and the MLE is like 
10. Right. So it's like, like, you don't, you don't think like, like six for a guy like Hartenstein when we've had to play Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba who make a combined, I don't know, like 18 million between them is too much. Yeah. I definitely think six million is a value for Hartenstein, but I also think he might exceed that middle. Ah, that makes sense. Right. And I think he's, he's definitely a good player. Like he's got some underrated, like ability in the short role, like either, you know, he's shooting like a one hand floater or, making the extra pass to a shooter or a cutter or something like that. But I think the most interesting name, and I don't I don't know how much value he has. Like this is kind of like a throw shit at the wall kind of guy, is Victor Oladipo. I I mean he's you know he gives you some of that second ball handler as a dynamic, you know, gets the rim threat. And sometimes he looks dead, but he did just come off of like a major knee surgery. Right. I mean it's like it was his whole quad. Yeah, but he, I feel like he's going to be cheap. I don't know what Miami's going to do because obviously they're going for Mitchell or Beal or something like that. And, you know, I also think that uh, Old Depot kind of offers you something that Brunson uh, doesn't have and the ability of being a two-way player. Uh, Brunson obviously competes. You know, he's a he's a professional. But I think Old Depot offers you some variety of a dynamic on-ball defender. We saw in game five, I believe, of the conference finals. When he matched up on Tatum and he was picking his pocket, and especially Jalen Brown, who was really rough with his handle. But I think that Old Depot is an interesting mid-level target guy. Obviously, he re-signed with Miami in the minimum. It's like you don't really know how much value he's going to have in free agency. And then I also thought, like, you know, I don't really know how many, how much, you know, the Bertans contract or Hardaway or anybody like that makes sense in terms of trade. But I thought it'd be interesting to maybe take a chance on Joe Harris if the uh, if the Nets blow up. He just had ankle surgery, but he can definitely shoot. Uh, he's obviously one of the best shooters in the league, and he does a little bit off the dribble stuff that's kind of sneaky, but it's also because maybe just because he plays with Harden. He used to play with Harden, Durant, and Kyrie and had right. a couple floor spacing. But those are just my thoughts. I'd like to hear your thoughts. <sighs> well, I need to take a moment to sass my dear friend Dalton Trigg, who just posted that Dennis Smith tells me he would welcome the opportunity to Dallas or to return to Dallas to prove prove himself. I'm sure he would, because he stinks. Um, Anyways, I'm up for anyone. Anyone. You could list anyone that's not Dennis Smith or Dennis Schroeder, or Schrader, however you say it. Those are the two guys I don't want. So, athletic guard, you know, and and Scott notes in the chat that the the Heat have, have like, full bird rights on him, so it's, like, a little bit difficult, but it's, like, I'm, I'm up for anyone so we'll see yeah i think i yeah miami especially if they make a move for the star guard like mitchell or beal old depot you know he might have some of the same thing that Brunson has in terms of aspirations of getting back to the elite player he was which i don't think that's ever going to happen but he may be thinking that could still happen it could be a starting guard on a contending team and be the secondary ball handler and I also think it represents uh, opportunities with uh, how you stagger your lineups. Because if you take Luke out and you're out with Brunson and Oladipo, you still have two ball handlers. Or sometimes Brunson, Dinwiddie. And, um, you know, Hardaway adds some shooting. And especially, I think I, I think what I would do is, you know, always keep him on the floor with Kleba and no Powell because, you know, you run the five out. Oladipo is not, like, the greatest shooter in the world. But I don't know. Obviously, it's it might be a long shot to have it happen. But he's an interesting Interesting process, not a prospect, but interesting guy. So, well, I, I I love the I love the idea. I appreciate this, Isaac. Thank you. <laughs> All right, hope you come back, even though you're a Bulls fan. Hope yeah. You enjoy, 
Okay. Uh, well, what you should do is tell the Bulls to send us Zach Levine. Or, or no, no, no. Um, my guy, my my former Laker. Why is his name slipping my oh, mind? Caruso. Oh my Car- god. Caruso would be cocaine with Luca. Like they would work. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> both Laker former Laker guards, Caruso and Lonzo Ball, would be great fits. So good. Lonzo, Lonzo anyway. Ball. As soon as he got hurt, the season season went astray. It did. When when Lonzo Ball got hurt and Caruso had his wrist broke by the by the coward Ted Cruz, th- like things just went sideways. Yeah, so. I remember listening to uh, Nate Duncan's podcast or whatever, and they were talking about like the point differential thing and like the Bulls are just terrible, but and, and they're like, I don't know, but yeah, just hoping hoping that's all right for them next season, and as well as the Mavericks here. Cause... Well, good good luck for, good luck to you as I can from a conference of away. Thanks, Isaac. Appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. All right, Mario, what's up? Hey, Kirk, what's up, man? Thanks for waiting um, so long. How you doing? No, it's no. I appreciate you bringing me on. I missed most of this. I didn't get the notification until later. First time. Well, let's time. hang out. What do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of the points that I heard right before this um, kind of cover what I you know it sucks that we lose a homegrown player and you know it's in the grand scheme of things a five million dollar difference right average annual value but I think for in the long term it's going to make more sense for Dallas to have uh, you know, their second best player ideally be a true $30 million a year player, right? Instead of, you know, I love Jalen Brunson. I've been a huge fan of his from the day we drafted him. Um, I went to Texas Tech, so I watched him cook us in the 2018 Elite Eight. And I was like, man, this guy is freaking amazing. Like he would be, you know, this was before Luca or anything. So, um, you know, seeing him grow into the player again, he is now has been really fun, but, you know, obviously sucks, but... I, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic than I thought I would be after this, like after learning that, you know, kind of set in stone, so to speak. So, you know, I, I think I've seen enough from the last year that I think Nico and J Kid have earned some some trust. Yes. And I think being a long-term Mavs fan, you know, I probably started watching like 2000. Um, you know, we probably got a little PTSD from Donnie. Right. Um, and all those 2013 to 2015 runs where we were supposed to get Dwight Howard and then Darren Williams and then, you know, the list goes on. So I feel like, you know, we have we have a chance to actually, you know, do something. I think we're just so caught up in the in the normalcy of, well, this is same old maps, you know. Yeah, I I'm very interested to see how this front office pivots because they went from being in sort of a difficult situation to being in a really outright unfair situation. So we'll see what they do. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think, you think about it like this, like this time last year, we're all upset because basically our only move was THJ getting re-signed and Reggie Bullock. And, and Bullock ruled. In one year – no, it was probably one of the best signings the Mavs have made in damn near ten years, probably. Um, just just thinking off the top of my head, but you know, it's it. I think they they've proven they can do a lot with a little, right? They traded KP when no one thought we could. They found uh, you know salvaged somebody's value in Dinwiddie that you know a year you know 
ago, you probably couldn't do the same thing, right? So I think it's just a little bit of uh, Mavs fans need to be a little patient and probably just be realistic. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you have your machine gun. You have the guy that can take you to that, you know, series, the NBA finals. And that's all that really matters. You know, putting the team around him is important, obviously, but you have that guy. Yes. I, 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 I love it. Mario, thank you for <laughs> waiting for like two hours to talk. No, you're, no, I wasn't waiting that long. I was probably you only weren't? waiting like 30 minutes. Okay. Well, 30 minutes. Eh, it's still a long time. Thanks for hanging yeah, out. I appreciate it, man. No, thanks All for right. having me. Hope you come back. Talk soon. Anybody that wears that incredible city jersey is is a is a true hero. All right, Victor, what's up? Victor, you still there? You've been waiting forever too. I apologize. Hit the unmute button for us if you're still hanging out in the chat. Whew, just great audio. All right, we will try the next person. Um, let's see here. Let's go to my man Juan. Hey Juan, what's up? Juan is also passed out because it's been nearly three hours. Okay, let's go to Ryan. Hey Ryan. One more time with the unmute button. I saw you hit it or it did it for you when it brought you up on stage. All right. Uh, let's go with Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris, I've seen you in the chat. How you doing? All right. Nobody's audio is working at this point in the night. Ryan, let's try you again. Hey, can you hear me? There we go. All right, I'll keep it brief because I know you've been doing this a while, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, as you've hit on a million times, the Mavs draft history is just brutal. And if anyone is unaware, go look at the Wikipedia page of the Mavs draft history. And Jalen Brunson is basically, I mean, obviously other than, you know, Luca, who's knocked out of the park, Jalen Brunson is really like probably the second best one in the last, like, I don't know, however many years. And so it's just pretty brutal that, on top of not drafting well, they finally like hit on a pick and they lose a mattress for contract. Um, but I mean, we all know that. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, I don't know. The other thing is just we're all excited about Christian Wood. You know, the fit with Luke on offense is going to be insane, but I hope fans are ready that, you know, if things go poorly, then it won't matter. But if things do go well, we're basically going to have this exact same situation next year where he's an unrestricted free agent probably going to get, if things go well, probably going to get offered more money than he's worth and we'll be uh, doing this all over again. Um, and finally, I'm just kind of annoyed with the way NBA salary caps work where there's a cap, but there's not really a cap. Um, but it's not like baseball where teams can use, you know, choose to spend and then pay however much in luxury tax. It's that you're super heavily incentivized to pay players more than they're worth because You'll never be able to spend that money well, otherwise. You're heavily incentivized to keep players who you draft is That's kind true. of the thing. Like the Warriors are the textbook example of this. Boston is close. And the Mavericks have sucked at this the entire time I've been fans of them. They fell into Luka Doncic. 
I was drunkenly calling for Luka Doncic within one game of watching Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr.'s 30% usage rate. Like, I don't want to say the draft is easy. It's not. It's hard. But, like, the Mavericks have never valued it. They just have never valued it. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this is basically the common theme whenever people are feeling down with the Mavs. If you look back, it's it's really the draft. But, yeah, it's tough because – yeah, that you need to build up like to be a contender, you need to basically be spending way over the cap. And the only way to get there is basically giving extensions to players who you draft, like you mentioned. And on top of, you know, not having the players who are worth giving that to or losing out on them like Joan Brunson. Just things like I'm gonna say it again, but Desmond Bain. Um if the Mavs draft Desmond Bain, they probably win the championship this year. Uh I I am a firm believer in that. But you know, it's whatever. We still have Lucas, so you can put him on basically any team. And they'll be at worst a play-in team. Ryan, it's not it, it, it's not the the it's not the most interesting take, but I think it's probably the most correct one because if, if the Mavericks are somehow really bad next year, it's because Luca got like shipped to a black site for a year, and like the Mavericks are hiding him, or he you know loses a limb, and they're figuring out a way to give him a bionic leg. Like there, Luca just wins games over the course of things. So I, I I like this. Yeah. So I mean, the, the floor is there, and um, I know someone earlier mentioned that we're on a trajectory to have him leave in a couple of years. I'm a little bit more optimistic than that. But, um, yeah, they just need to to honestly get lucky, get a lucky break where, you know, whether Hardy ends up, you know, breaking out or they're able to get someone to trade at a low cost that ends up being a big contributor. They just need something to go their way, and I think they can hopefully reach the contender stage again. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you waiting, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks. Uh, we're going to try a couple people that blazed through here and weren't able to click unmute. The first is Victor. How are you doing, Victor? If it's not giving you the unmute thing, tell me in the chat and I will bring you up on stage. All right. Coming up next then is Juan. Hey, Juan. Juan, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Oh great! Uh, all right, uh, just just really quickly here. Um, so I was very frustrated earlier in the day once those reports started coming out, uh, and then just after you know hearing everyone their opinions and thoughts and, on the situation, uh, kind of eased my mind a little bit. But um, I just I, I don't see how the Mavericks can like I, I don't know here in the next few days I don't see any potential move that will make up for this loss in my opinion. Um, uh, it's, I mean, I, I can see the Mavericks, you know, signing Ogoron and and maybe uh, GP2, uh, but I just don't see what else, you know, the Mavericks can do other than, you know, just sign those veteran guys and, you know, depend on Luka again. And I know, you know, there was people saying that we should have traded him during the deadline, but, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know how Luka would have felt about that, you know, because I'm sure that matters a lot. Like, I wonder what he's thinking right now. I've seen all the reports speaking to Brunson. Like, you know, yeah. it's like we take one step forward and then t- take two steps back. You know, like I was really excited with the Christian Wood trade, but now with this, it's, I don't know. I really, I, you know, just, I really don't know what, what, what they're going to do now. Like, I know we're not in trouble. We know we still have Luca, one of the best players in the league, but it is pretty depressing. 
That's it is. No, once you, once you think about it, yeah. Once you think about it, but I mean, he's he's a great player. Yeah, I hope he does well in New York. He deserves it. The pay raise. I mean, he, he did great in the playoffs. I mean, he had his moments, but you know, I'm I'm happy for him. And, you know, uh, but yeah, that's all I had. Thank you for having me up. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Juan. All right, we're going to try Victor one more time. We're going to go with with Augusto. Victor? Hey, man, can you hear me? There we go. All right. Plenty of times the charm. Uh, Man, what a roller coaster. I'm just up, down, sideways. Um, Appreciating the marathon that you're putting on here because – I'm exercising some demons, so this truly is group therapy. Um, I, I guess where I keep – so a couple of takes. I think first big picture, long term, it's a blow but not a death blow, right? The 77 reasons, all you know, I agree with that. But just even the way the, Tim's, the team is constructed, whether it's Tim, whether it's, you know, just a secondary ball handler – taking Jalen's spot that's not even elite I do think you know it's just it's tough to see it now right because we're trying to project into the fall what hoops is going to look like and we're just coming off the you know the run that we had so we're kind of thinking like wait you can't just take this piece away it's hard to replace it because you're not seeing it I do think we can be serviceable and make up some of the production but obviously from an asset management, you just, you hate to see it. Um, I, I guess, so that that's that's kind of my big picture take, right? That's where I think I'm landing. Um, I think, right? I, I, <laughs> we'll see. I might feel different in 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> what, what, what I really hope doesn't happen, though, I'm getting James Harden, OKC, uh Kind of what if a nominal amount of money that just was that line in the sand that aged like a you know a, a thing of milk or something right it was like eight million dollars total over the life of the contract that sent him to Houston and I know Brunson's no James Harden I'm not I, it's not about player for player it's just the concept and I I, I just hate the idea of a negligible difference in the grand scheme of things financially just that that kind of thing seems to more often than not come back to haunt you so does that i don't know do you think that's too extreme no there are no two extreme takes at this point in the night and with how weird all this stuff is like like um uh, a frenemy of the show jeff skin wade just just tweeted what (laughs) he was responded to nate duncan and he says what player coming off a rookie deal making seven million in his first four years is going to take five million less a year just to play off ball instead of run the show like that's a narrative talking point he might be right but it's still annoying yeah, look, the bad faith arguments are in abundance, especially with the bedrock of information being so, like you've said multiple times, kind of like yang to the yang. Like there's a lot of conflicting reports going on. So I can't wait for the 30 for 30 to come out, you know, 10 years <laughs> or whatever from now that says, here's what the hell happened, the Rick Brunson, you know, agenda or, what, you know, who knows what it is. But to make... You know, I'm a fan of everybody's work. I love, you know, different perspectives. I think there's room for everybody. 
but I can't lie. I, I did go back and listen to Ben and Skin and just, you know, I, I wanted to see what they said. And I, I just, it's so obvious there's a lack of willingness to just say, look, this isn't good. Right. Like, yeah. There's, there's power in that. Like nobody wants to feel crazy. Just acknowledge the situation. It just, I've never shaken the definition of optimism being not that everything's good. It's acknowledging when things are bad and choosing to think positively anyway. I don't see the acknowledgement. And I think that's where everybody goes crazy. It's like, no, this was always the master plan. We always wanted to build the plane in the air. Like that kind of stuff just, it, it, it tears your soul apart. So, you know, look, I'm fan of skin, but yeah, I, I just, I've yet to I, hear I mean, him I don't say agree this is a that. Net. That's, that's damage control. And it's not his exactly. fault. It's like, like this right. is not like, like he took, he was offered more money, and the Mavs have a have a dividing line. Like that's okay. And look, bottom line, man, just happy for JB. Again, don't love how it's shaking out, but it's it's too feel like a bomb just went off and my ears are ringing and I'm choking on the dust cloud right now. So I'm just gonna look back on four years and say this dude was a class act, total professional. The fact that it's kind of blindsiding us really is a, a, a testament to who he was, right? You just thought this made so much more sense for him based on everything you saw. And look, young guy, I mean, who who of us, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I remember being 20-something, thinking, you know, I can knock down any obstacle in front of me. I'm sure that's part of what got him to where he is, right? Right. Whoever earlier said, you know, maybe the Knicks are sitting on – proprietary growth technology um so we can all sit here with our you know armchair quarterback like yeah no, yeah, i don't think you can be a lead dude hey man you got the bag you got the opportunity you earned the opportunity you didn't really get anything you earned everything that's you know being presented so it's nothing at him i think you said it earlier you know no hate to the player just hate to the to the org right because you don't just act in a vacuum. You act in relation to 29 other organizations. And when stuff goes like this, it's usually in the bottom half of those organizations, not the top yeah. half. I think that's just what's what's eating at me. But anyway, other than that, man, that's all I really have. Appreciate what you do. Thanks for putting this on. Yep. I'm glad you uh, tried to come up repeatedly. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, Seth returns for the third time in 24 hours. What's up? <laughs> um, I just, I, some, I, 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 I've kind of come 360 on this, and I, and I, uh, I apologize just for this because it seems like, like, like you guys have, are sort of working through the stages and have kind of got to acceptance, and now yeah. I'm about to like toss another bomb on it. Like, you can't make the Christian Wood trade if you don't have the Brunson deal done. Yeah, like it's the like the like, you know, I I wasn't a fan of that trade, but you like that's that's okay. We're 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 running it back and tooling up, and then you can't. Oh well, never mind. I like that's just like that is left hand, right hand, not knowing what each other's doing, and that's that almost would be the well, most worrying thing to me. Well, and here here's a take because we're three hours in, but maybe having a non GM as GM and a president of basketball operations who has learned at the foot of someone who doesn't seem to be entirely within his bearings and Donnie Nelson, uh, and I'm talking about Michael Finley, isn't perhaps the best way to build a front office. 
Ah, too mean? Ah, too mean. It's fine. No, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, again, it, this is like the, 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 the secret that surprises nobody is this stuff has all been done for a while. Yeah. More or less. And so like not having your ducks in a row so that you'd make move one and then move two follows is uh, it's I don't know if I go all the way to negligent, but it's bad. It's bad. Like in a vacuum, like again, letting him let, letting so Brunson get signed away for nothing at the price point. Okay. Um, so I guess I've come full circle on this. Like once you make the wood deal, like you've, you've, you've committed to going all the way to seventh gear if that's what's needed. And then then it's kind of, there's some blinking there. So yeah, that's what I got. Sorry. I'm, I just oh, got, I just, I, I just kind of put two and two together and got very annoyed by it. <laughs> well, you and me both. Thanks. Seth. Talk soon. Yeah. Seth texted me like an hour ago and he's like, why are you still doing this? Logan, what's up? Come out of the chat and hit the unmute. How's it going, Kirk? Man, you know, what's I up? I mean, we've all we've all been better. Um so hey, can you fill me in on the the Nate Duncan Twitter thing that happened? Uh, no, no, that he I was mean, just I talking was about reading. He was respond like like Skin was responding to Nate saying essentially, you know, if he wants to run the show, then it, the money at a certain point stops being a factor. I right. tend to agree with the sentiment. But it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Well, what did Nate Duncan tweet? What did Nate Duncan tweet? Uh, I, I like I'm I just, I, I'm pulling it up. So he says, to me, Jalen Brunson would have had more reps as well as much better coaching and spacing if he stayed with Dallas, with Randall and Barrett as two high usage lefties wanting to attack from the right side of the floor plus below average spacing. He'd max his potential in Dallas. Yes. And I mean, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but that's a whole other thing. And I did hear Nate Duncan say that they do like a mock off season, which if you haven't heard them, they're really fun. They like all take different teams, but he was saying that he was like, I don't think this is the best basketball decision. And I do think that that's spin. You know what I mean? I think Rick Brunson's camp, I think it's spin on both sides. Like I think, I mean, so Zach Lowe did a podcast today and he said he talked to eight different execs and they all told him if they were the Mavs, they would pay five extra million because of the the roster situation and not being able to improve and replace him. And Zach Lowe likes the Mavs like he always you can always tell he's kind of like pro Mavs and you can tell the way he was talking. He was like, and in a league that fetishizes money this much fetishizes value, it tells you something that eight execs said this. And as I'm listening to it, I'm getting so mad because I'm like, so that's eight execs, Zach fucking, <laughs> Zach fucking Lowe, and Nate. Like, it's just everyone who's smart thinks this is stupid on all sides. Like, the Knicks, the Mavericks, the... And it's just so frustrating that that's the case. And I have been joking about this for, like, a couple years now, but M- Mark Cuban either thinks he's on Shark Tank or he's watched too much Moneyball and he thinks he's Billy Bean or he's cheap. It's got to be one of those. None of them are the right way. You can, none of them win in the NBA. Like it is a talent acquisition. Oh, it's just I'm 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 getting on late. I know y'all have kind of like gotten over. I think the first freakout stuff as I was at work, but 
it's just very frustrating to me because you can't you can't moneyball it. There's just that doesn't exist. There is no people keep saying, well, you know, you add these numbers up and it's like we fill the production and that's just not fucking basketball. It's it's just not. So there's my rant. Um, I'd like to hear what you have to say back, though. I don't really have any counter. <laughs> like it's, it's all like very frustrating because I understand why the Mavericks didn't give him a deal. I also understand why the Mavericks should have given him a deal. I don't know. Well, the thing is, I would if, if there's tax money at stake, I would rather just not add the three and D wing that we were gonna add. Like, I would still be pissed if we did that. I'd be like, really, we're gonna save Mark Cuban money when we're like a contender now? But like, I just don't. I mean, I guess that's the argument is that is Brunson worth that? But I mean, kind of yeah, because I don't really trust anyone else to hold the ball except for Luca. So, um. I don't know. It's just frustrating. So frustrating. Well, my thing is that I think Luca is at the point, and the fact we made it to the Western Conference Finals, you can't step back, and you can't explain to your fans that it's like it's too late in the game, right? Yep. But I know I'm just regurgitating things y'all probably talked about, so you can let That's some other okay. people get on. But You're a good man. Thanks for thank hanging out. All right. I think we have one more guest, and then we're going to call it a night. Chris, welcome, Chris. How you doing? Hit that unmute button if you're still hanging out there. Can you hear me, Kurt? I can. Okay. Uh, so, first off, I want to say, please do not crucify me. I am a Nick fan. Please do not kill me. I, I come here as a friendly. Oh, yeah. No, of course. No, we're like, we're, you know, we had Golden State Warriors fans trolling oh. us during, like, the Western Conference Finals. This is boring. How you doing? <laughs> so... You know, it, it's crazy as a Knicks fan going through this because this year was just shambles from the amount of, you know, the, God, the billion blown double digit leads from half to Randall becoming a baby and the most hated person in New York and less time than A-Rod, which was impressive, to now, I mean, look, getting Jalen Brunson to help with RJ and Mitch, like, that's the other thing. You know, look, is RJ inefficient? Yes. Does his inefficiency have to do with the fact that Julius Randle basically stays near the paint half the time or he's shooting a three and looking guys off? Yeah. I look at a guy like Jalen Brunson, and every time I look at Mavs fans and everything they talk about when it comes to him, it's like, okay, this this is going to do a lot for RJ. It's going to open the floor for him. It's going to allow him to grow as a creator because he's going to have more space to operate. He's going to be able to get better looks at the rim because he's not going to have some non-entity person throwing him the ball. He's going to be able to cut more often with guys, you know, the gravity towards Brunson is going to be better than the gravity it was when it comes to guys like Burks, who's not a point guard, when it came to Kemba, who was washed. You know, and Kemba like sadly watched. It's it was so sad because when he had that week of just nailing shots and going twenty plus multiple games, it was like, oh my god, he might be back at least offensively, but it just fell apart. But you know, it, it's I didn't think we'd get here. I thought, I mean, on draft night, it felt like yeah, it's a done. Show. But I don't think you make that move to ship off Kemba without having the knowledge of yeah, he's on his way, and this just kind of confirms it. And it's like, as a Nick fan, I feel bad for Mavs fans in the way because it's like the whole KP stuff is over with, and you know that was a whole saga in and of itself. But it sucks to see that Luca is like, 
you know, kind of on an island again. I don't, like <laughs> like Luca like, and the forty four percent usage rate next year. <laughs> and I, and I, I know I don't like to say that because it's like I like Christian Wood as a player. I think if he is someone who has a better attitude and is more like tuned into the game, he's a really good player and he's someone I actually wanted the Knicks to get a couple of years ago. You know, if they shipped off Randall, it would have been like, yeah, I would have absolutely swapped Christian Wood for Randall. But it's like, I don't know where you guys go in terms of building for Luka. I mean, there is one way if you tell the Knicks to unprotect the 23 first. But if you do that, that's damn near almost that. That's like putting the poison pill in your mouth, but not swallowing it yet. So, you know, it's like for you guys, it would suck to see if Luka ever left. I don't think he will. I think Luka is the kind of guy who is loyal. I don't think. He was the kind of guy who will let him leave, but, you know, I mean, I just – for you guys right now, it's just a whirlwind and it sucks. Cause nah. like, We're not as down bad as we act like because it's just – it's like I, – I, like to an extent, it's like the, the Knicks might be paying a lot of money but, for Robbins. Oh, and, and, and the thing is we are, but the other thing is a lot of it that a lot of Knicks fans have brought up is like that's the kind of contract that if a star asks out – with the amount of draft picks we have, first rounder specifically, and all the young kids, that's the kind of contract that's like swap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, here's the salary swap. This is to match up for for like a, a trade or whatever. And again, is there a guy who's going to ask out within the next three years? I have no idea. Like my what my most likely guess is Donovan, but. Is it going to happen? I mean, does, is Donovan really happy being in Salt Lake City and playing with a team that, you know, just completely fell apart to the guy yeah. who's been signing? Like, I mean, I just, you know, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it's been a crazy whirlwind. And I don't even want to think about the fact that somehow, if the Mavs make a last ditch effort at Brunson and he somehow changes course and stays, I might actually be crying. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that happens. No, listen, at this point, like, listen, I have, listen, I have PTSD in 2019. Okay. I, I feel you. Listen, that, that entire, from the summer of 2018, I remember Woj on ESPN with Sage Steele saying that if KD was to leave Golden State, the Knicks are one of the teams. And for months it was, he's going to the next, going to the next, going to the next. I'm just like, all right, cool. And then on the day, signs with the Nets. I hate everything. So I just, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, but it feels as real as anything. Well, thanks for hanging out, Chris, and thanks for listening to us. I appreciate your thoughts. No problem. And listen, I got to say, you know, listen, the KP deal is done, but, you know, if Luke It's not done, Will, you bastards, a pick next year. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, just listen. You can use your picks. Just unprotect that pick. And then, you know, listen, if Victor Wembanyama becomes a Nick, hey, listen, we could both share in the in the happiness. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Talk soon, man. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. We're going to give uh, – we're going to see if Mr. Cash can come up here this time, and we're going to make it work this time. Chris, you there? All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I see Chris in the comments, and we're going to try one more time with feeling. Chris? How's that audio? Just not working. 
Ugh. All right. It's 1115. I think my wife's going to divorce me again. Been divorced repeatedly. Don't want to have it happen one more time. Kyle Mann, get up here. Jay Kyle Mann of, of The Ringer is, is literally joining a three-hour long. He won't join my podcast when I ask him to, but he'll come into one of my spaces after three hours and talk trash to me. <sighs> I... It's just cruel and unusual, the things that I have happening to me, where my friends troll me, my wife is mad at me. It's just, it, 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 it's the nature of things. Um, did I just call it a space? Man, that just shows you how sauced I am. All right, friends of the program, since no one else is uh, waiting in the speaker, I appreciate everyone's three hours. You know, you could have been watching a football game. You could have been, you know, uh, literally doing anything else. Uh, those of you who are still listening towards the end of the podcast, I, I really don't, I don't, why are you doing this to yourselves? But I'm grateful. Everybody be good. Um, I'll probably be back Thursday night. We can bitch about free agency. Everyone be good. Love you. Go Mavs. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.